So I think you're right about everything. Got no no complaints about that. I personally am... That's going in the end of the video. That might be going <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> Joe's right about everything. Three laws of robotics. First law, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Second law, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Third law, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Addendum to the three laws, zeroth law, a robot may not harm humanity or, by inaction, allow humanity to come to harm. Welcome to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. We're your hosts, Dylan and Joe. And Joe. And today we're talking about robots. That's right. Robot rocking it this week. We're talking about our synthetic friends and enemies that have been created in the past, in modern times, and perhaps the future demise of humanity. We shall see. Robots are all around us. Robots have been something that have been um, actually pretty deep in my life since since off the bat. I've always been interested and always had like robot stuff to play with, which has been kind of cool. So we're really pleased to announce that our podcast this week will be on robots, history, movies, pop culture, Joe, Dylan, basement podcast. Robots. Robots. Uh, for me, I've always had a fascination from robots. Um, it's a fun, like, you know, toy and idea as a kid. Obviously, I watched Star Wars as a kid. So you see droids and things like that. And you start to think about, oh, this is so cool. Or watching Gundams on TV, you know, Megazords in Power Rangers. I mean, robots are just an inherently cool and interesting thing. And it's only as I got older that I had more of a fascination with the idea of them and how they're actually coming apart. Because in our lifetime, they've gone from majority of fantasy of science fiction the way you see them on tv to now that we're you know late into a, adulthood now we're realizing that this is actually a possibility that's actually coming to fruition it's not just science fiction a lot of these things are really happening now yeah yeah as a kid like you kind of attached to like the cute idea of a robot and you see you know talking cars and stuff and whatever <laughs> um and then for me personally the uh for those of you who are in hudson um at the rotary there was a vacuum store 
um, back in the day. Remember the vacuum store? I don't remember the vacuum store. No, you have to, dude. You drove by that thing for you know, twelve years of your life. It was 16, 17, 18 years of your life at the very least. I wasn't you- interested in vacuums. I get. I remember toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. That store that was downtown for a couple of years. Right, and I nailed the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! It's toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Yeah, that was the name of the store. Yeah, right. yeah. They yeah. sold like you know, toy boats, toys, and stuff. Yep. I don't know how many boats they had. It was like blocks and toy trains. And it was like basically paying $100 for a, a toy you would get in 1950 for 10 mm-hmm. cents. Because it was made locally and they charged yeah. more for that. I get exactly it. Exactly right. Um, yeah. yeah. The dream is out there, but it's just not reality anymore. Because <laughs> of robots, probably. <laughs> because so, of robots. Good yeah. tie-in. So, um, so at the Rotary, people who are listening will know. But there was a vacuum store. And out front, I was obsessed with this one vacuum named Henry. Henry looked like a shop vac. Mm-hmm. And Joe, we're going to pull up Henry right now so people know because they'll go, holy shit, if you know, you know. It was at the Rotary, Henry the vacuum cleaner. Henry okay. was an automated, um, I believe that he goes in the bottom of a pool and vacuums up algae. He just is one of a, a pool vac. That's it. Simple. Nothing crazy. But that's a that's a modern day uh, robot that is that is, you know, right around the cusp of robots actually becoming into our life. Yeah, and those are robots Vax. in the household. Uh, yeah, my parents have two robots right now. They have a pool vacuum that vacuums like 24-7 just rolling around. And they have a Roomba too, which I remember getting introduced. I think we were in so fifth grade. The, the idea came out of a vacuum that could drive around your house. And it, although it didn't catch on to the degree that you'd expect because it's kind of expensive for what it is and it doesn't really work all over the house. As far as once you buy one, it's all set. It's all set. And when I, that first came out, I was like, there's no way people are going to have those, you know, anytime soon. It's like sci-fi shit. But a Roomba is probably like $300 and then you're all set for whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyways, yeah, we're going to get into that today and see the transition between the idea of a robot coming to pass and actually us having robots now in our homes, robots in factories, and robots that are going to be in use in the future from, you know, changing the ideas of how we actually perceive them. And robots are a relatively modern thing. I mean, the ideas have been around for a really long time, but the ideas actually coming to fruition is so modern you can think of an idea of the Tin Man. He's a metal man who comes to life. Try to do it. It's nearly impossible to do. And it gets more and more complicated the more and more you know about robotics and what's actually going down there. So I thought we'd dive into the, the history of robots and see how this idea actually came to pass and why people wanted to start building these automatons, as they were. Yeah, and let's get started in history. Um, I mean, the overall concept of robots hasn't changed since then, since before you know, since the BC times. Sure. Yeah. Um, the take- idea is it's a robot's a machine capable of performing complex tasks on its own. So unlike a tool or a machine, it's able to act autonomously of itself, or at least do that task on its own without having people to touch every button and move every single thing. I mean, well, there's I wouldn't a difference. Say- there's, there's semi-autonomous and there's autonomous. Autonomous is like Mm-hmm. Almost like it makes its own decisions in a way. Yeah. Semi-autonomous would be like the the predator drone, um, which sure, is still yeah. flown by somebody remotely. But it is mm-hmm. if to a to an alien, they'd see that and go, "Holy tamale! This is a robot that's flying around and making decisions on its own." Yeah, but I say, how do you differentiate? I wouldn't say a, a, a front loader is a robot. It, you, it's a vehicle. It's a tool. But it wouldn't be a robot, right? I say a predator drone. To me, uh, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I think that has a lot of systems that act autonomously. They just don't make decisions. And mm-hmm. then humans do a lot of that decision-making process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'd be interesting to, uh, for us to parse out 
what that yeah. difference is because obviously there's tons of things especially throughout history that people have been like it's a robot it's not a robot a remote controlled car is not a robot it, it's you're completely input by you and it acts a certain way but it's it's almost like a in one way out the other i think it needs to be at least semi-autonomous like you said to be considered a robot in my mind it has to be able to act on its own to some degree or it's just a machine or i mean this is a good debate because it could it also could just be something that replaces a task for human like labor i mean we know that we'll get into that in a second but sure but like say you have a um remote control lawnmower mm -hmm. you know instead of pushing the lawnmower it's driving itself although you're controlling it from your you know fucking lazy man mm -hmm. um i i do believe that's still a robot if you go back uh to the definition um, and would be, I think that would be, I don't know. It's really, I mean, we're not the, I mean, oh, we're going to get into I'm it. Not trying to, I'm we're not pretending to be the expert on this one, but <laughs> we don't have to decide right now, but that, that is an interesting point. Yeah. It is yeah. a, is something like that a robot. Now it would look, might look like one, but I, I would say it's not because it, it's just, it's your remote control, a remote control plane or a UAV or UAV is because it's unmanned. <laughs> but if you're controlling it with your, your toggles and your remote controls, I wouldn't, or a drone, I wouldn't even say it's a robot. It's a robotic tool, it's a device, but I wouldn't say it's a robot, really. But we'll get into it. It's a robotic tool, though, right? Sure, yeah. It, it, All right, because that's kind of um, where the line gets blurred, because it's definitely yeah, yeah. aspect of robot, but it's not. Well, that's a good point, too. If you have a robot here, that you're, you're controlling it, like if you're inside like a giant Megazord, like the Power Rangers, it, it, it is a robot, right? It's a big metal metal man that moves, but you're completely controlling it. Is it a robot? It's now it's just yeah. a giant metal tool, but it looks like a robot. I don't know. Let's get into it. That's it's a, weird. You, well, let's get, but if you have, so say you have a back loader, like you said, or a front loader, whatever they're called. Sure, and yeah. then you literally put a robot in it that is remote control. So it's actually manipulating the gears. Yeah. So your, now you're two you're levels sitting, removed. It's, a, it's like the Honda guy in there, the Honda robot. The, yeah. Like, yeah. He's moving the he's thing. He's moving it, but you're controlling him. That is, it's a robot. I mean, it's got to be at that point. Yeah, it's you're, you're too far removed from the actual machine. The human element of physical presence is removed. And I feel like mm -hmm. that is I think that the, the appearance also has a lot to do with it. The idea that it looks like a person, but it's made of metal makes you think it's a robot, whether or not it actually is a robot, because that's what we think of robots are. What about the car? industry where they have all these actual autonomous arms we'll get into it we're gonna fucking, <laughs> well we're, we're having this debate right now i'm fucking going in for it so that's for I sure think, a robot i think because those arms act on their own they program them to perform a task and they perform it on their own no one's moving those arms all day long it's not a crane I mean, they're not making decisions no they're not but they're programmed to, to perform a task on their own without human intervention. So they're a robot because they're building a car without, it's not like there's someone sitting behind the desk and they're pressing a button every time it has to go left, right, up, or down. Now you're talking about like using a crane or like, you know, like a tool or something like that. Those robots that work on the assembly lines, they are performing the task on their own. No one's controlling them. They're programmed them beforehand and then they let it rip. You have to program a robot. It's not, it's not gonna work. Sure. It's not gonna learn on its own, but maybe in the future it will because of modern technology now. But I think that's the difference. It, it, it's kind of like wind them up and watch them go or pull them along on a string is the difference there. True. True. No, I know. It's hard to debate. Let's get into the before Christ time of what's up with robots. I got 400 BC. What do you got? 
Yeah, I, around around then is when uh, the uh, the idea starts popping off in in earnest. Um, I think that yeah, just to start off, robot comes from a Slavic word. It's an Eastern European word that means uh, serf or servant. Basically, the idea of people that are working uh, for a purpose, and that's kind of how we use robots now. They're like slaves. Where nowadays slavery is much more shunned on than ever, even though it's more popular than ever. Unfortunately, it's human trafficking sucks, but now you can't just use people to do tasks like that where they used to use in the past they used to use thousands of people that wouldn't be unpaid and they'd be forced to do it nowadays we have to have machines do it for us because they're not people and that's i think why we transfer the term robot onto devices or synthetic beings that would act like people and perform work and tasks like people and that's where you have to track that word along history because if you're talking about um you know, the robots, as we know now, if you've talked about a Roomba to ancient Greeks, they'd have no idea what the hell you're talking about. But if you talk about it as if, oh, what if it's a, if it's a, a metal person that performs tasks, but it's not really a person. Now we got the idea of a robot and that can kind of tie it down to the past and how robots go through there. The earliest one I have is that just people in ancient China and Greece tried to build self-operating machines, uh, or at least ideas about them, but animals and humanoid uh, versions of it. There's also the ancient Greek mythology of Hephaestus that we might have mentioned in the past. He's the blacksmith god of the ancient Greeks. And he actually built in mythology these giant bronze men who would act on their own. So they're like almost magically imbued with, with sentience or at least, you know, awareness of their environment. So he had these giant bronze statues, as it were, that would defend Mount Olympus from uh, invaders. And that seems to be, to me, in mythology, I don't know much about Chinese mythology, but that's the earliest robot I ever heard of, which is that. Yeah, how do you how do you pronounce his name? Tethespis? Because I have like Tessabius. Oh no! Well, I'm talking about Hephaestus, which is he's oh, okay. the uh, he's the god of like the forge in uh, Greek mythology. Uh, okay, got it, got it, got it. I'm just gonna sound my phone real quick. Um, Jewish mythology also has a version of that, which is the golem. Uh, it's not metal, but it is made out of clay or stone, and it's a similar idea where it's a magically uh, or spiritually imbued object that is formed like a man and it acts on its own will it's it's like rocks come to life or metal come to life so the idea has been around as long as mythology has been around but it took a while for people to try to catch up and try to make their own version of it yeah yeah one one weird one that i have is um uh tisibius uh in 270 bc applied a knowledge of pneumatics so we're talking about um like uh, uh uh, mm -hmm. pressure with fluid so like your again front loader would use a pneumatic uh, like hydraulic system mm -hmm. um am i wrong is pneumatic air pressure and hydraulic is liquids nope you're right i'm just uh completely in space um pneumatic would be air pressure hydraulics would be would be like a fluid like an oil to move gotcha. piston. yep so 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 tessibius applied a knowledge of air pressure and water pressure mm -hmm. to produce the first organ and water clock with moving figures what the fuck does that mean organ? that's pretty nuts organ? uh well well organ meaning um like pressure, like, like, like a, a pipe organ yeah like how it uses yeah air they pressure to pressure and then they yeah so i wouldn't think it would be like um yeah like obviously not an organ right. my like first thought was analogy. he had like human organs in some sort of like a um a yeah. um what's uh What's a human mixed with a robot? Cyborg. 
cyborg yeah yeah no it's almost certainly i don't know this well obviously i'll figure it out for the podcast but it's almost certainly like a pipe organ where it's using air to pass through tubes and that's probably why they named it an organ because that was the idea beforehand yeah yeah so it seems a lot of these first like early accounts of automated devices were kind of like clocks yeah i mean it's the easiest version to do this is kind of stretching the idea of a robot but it's the first versions of anyone trying to build devices that would basically run on their own without everything before this think about how it works get hose you know spears shield like you're talking about items that are useful and they're metallic but you have to completely be powered by either man or animals and this is the dawn of trying to make things that are trying to like go on their own even just like a wind up clock would be new for this time like can you make a device that keeps acting even if you're not watching it yeah they had that i mean there's other stuff too i mean they had like uh, both in Asia and in looks like Greece, they had like steam powered birds. Not they didn't totally. have them. They they, 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 had they did for them. Yeah, yeah, they did develop the idea for them. Yeah, I had the um, uh, Architus of Tarentum had the idea of yeah, a steam powered bird called the pigeon that he designed. Uh, they drew up a lot of things for that. As far as I saw, though, there wasn't anything close to to a, what we'd see as a robot until 1066, which is when a, when a Chinese inventor started making something a little closer to that. But people have been drawing up designs for them for centuries. They just couldn't develop them because it's much more complicated than it is in your head. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite. So, yeah, we'll get in 1066 in a second because that's definitely, um, yeah, like I said, there's actually, that actually existed. Um but my favorite uh, crazy one is Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci's robot. Um, it shows the inner workings of it. It looks like a knight. And then the inner workings basically look like it just is able to flap like a bird. It <laughs> yeah. It has like look gears like and pulleys. It can do right? a whole lot besides move his arms up and down, which it's is almost great. like a puppet. Which is great because I couldn't make that happen. So no, oh, I couldn't. Well, that guy's a genius, but, but it's not. It's not exactly a Tin Man come to life kind of deal where everyone's picturing that, or even like the idea of a steam-powered bird. People at that time didn't even understand aerodynamics as they didn't for years and years after that. Unfortunately, especially if you had yeah, a metal bird, yeah. it'd be difficult to to make a metal bird now. I just have people who make drones. They would never make a drone that flapped its wings because it would be so much more difficult than just making it with blades that spin and it can float in place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, building a metal bird would be so difficult to do. Up until recently, um, it just can't be done. I mean, they have little teeny like drones that are like dragonflies. Yeah. Like, birds that actually do work, but it's because we have composites like plastic and mm-hmm. things that are lighter than. And metal. microprocessors then, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, yeah. So you can make it uh, weightless, basically. I mean, the weight of a hummingbird and actually work like that. But before we had just metal and batteries and fucking forget it. It's no steam way powered you have to like boil wood and- yeah you have to have enough water and fuel in the machine to keep running you couldn't even get it off the ground yeah, if it was not 20 feet long so no. so bring us to but it's an interesting idea what's though. up what's up with 1066 1066 is the closest i saw to what you're starting to build like an autonomous machines i still wouldn't call it a robot but it's definitely closer to something that can act on its own the chinese inventor su song built a hydraulic clock that had mechanical figurines that would automatically chime at the hour so basically that's the idea of wind them up and watch it go. He's got the the hydraulic uh, fluid going through there, probably water at that point, cheaper, maybe oil um, going through it. And as a series of levers and pegs, almost like a puzzle you put together that has a programmable drum machine that also would play music along with it. So basically it's like a, a cuckoo clock um, that was programmable you could change it by moving pegs and levers and this was well before the time of making machines that way so it's one of the earliest versions of 
a machine that, like I said before, you wind it up and watch it go. It acts on its own, uh, whether or not you're there to see it, which is a mostly a modern invention. And even though that doesn't seem so impressive now, a thousand years ago, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty cool. Imagine being like like out on a walk and you're like, there's this new thing. It's finally done. You just go sit there and watch it. Just go cuckoo, cuckoo. Like you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's got the little figurines going. Yeah. But at the same time, you wouldn't have seen anything like that in your life. You walked by it and you're like, how is that working? Who's pulling the levers? Who's touching the buttons? Who's shaking it? No one is. It was just set up that way and it keeps going. It's almost like magic at that point, even though it's, yeah, it's cool. I mean, even back, I mean, seeing something that old that functions like that is I, I see yeah. things that are 100 years old. I'm like, wow, it's so cool. It's 100 years old. Um, this is way more than that. And yeah, it's just, it's nearly really, a thousand years it old. It really, really is really, really cool. And the the image of it, um, uh, you know, that they kind of rendered up here, it looks like it's just like, imagine the movie Seven, Seven Samurai, then just drop this in there. And then it's like a thing that's there. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like future Very technology cool. right in the middle yep. of it. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, you mentioned Da Vinci. I don't have anything that looks any more close to a real robot until 1770. Do you have anything between that and now? Not really. They're all, they're all like humanoids that are uh not robots yeah, there's so um, many that's kind of interesting is like a muslim uh a muslim scientist named um ismail r al jazari um he created this thing that is uh, it's like a <laughs> it's a toilet <laughs> nice well that could be a better cool. way to describe it and it's pretty funny because it's all it is is when it's time to um go number two basically flush the toilet there's a female human humanoid automaton <laughs> standing by the basin. So imagine this like wooden female with a robot woman bucket your work of water that doesn't ha- that doesn't move. Um, you when you pull the lever to like flush the toilet, um, it just tips it over. The water you. drains uh, down the bottom. You know, again, this we're talking 1200s, so it's a little different than the modern toilet. But the water goes out with your poo and your pee and whatever yeah. else you uh, <laughs> decide to put in there. Um, sure. And um, and then the female basically just takes turns up and pours in the water to refill the basin at the top. <laughs> like, so I made a robot. Misogynistic though. <laughs> I can. I have a servant. Back in I mean, the 1200s, I expected <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> well, you know, their their religions ass backwards. Like we talked about in the past, they had some of the most brilliant scientific minds at that time uh, in the world. So they right. obviously have. They don't hold that ranking anymore. Well, far away from that now. So you're trying to <laughs> lean into church instead of science. You you forget how to build a toilet. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Yeah. Keep looking at your books and stop looking at the stars and you don't know how to build a fucking car, but you know how to drill oil. That's my two cents. Anyway, I think the first example that I can see is something that we'd see in our eyes, what a robot would look like. I'm talking about a machine person that moves around and does things, not like a cuckoo clock, not like a toilet with a lever that stumps it over and looks all cool. It was until 1770, so we're six years before the Declaration of Independence in America, quite a long stretch. Like I said, the idea of robots have been around since ancient times, but building them is just not as simple as it seemed. It's not as simple as cast iron statues or something like that. You can build a statue that looks perfectly like a person out of marble or bronze, but it won't move or act or do anything. It's so complicated. This one 
is called the Mechanical Turk. And it was a machine designed and devised by the creator Wolfgang von Kemplin. He built it to impress the Empress of Austria. It was like a project that went on for multiple years for him. At the time, you know, you got empresses, you got a ton of money. People are paid just to come up with a good idea for three years. This is his idea. Mechanical Turk is a machine. It looks like a robot as we'd see it, but it's built after the visage of someone from Turkey. He's got a turban on, he's got his vest, and he's built on top of a table with a chessboard on it. So it's just the torso up, and it's got the metal arms coming out. And what he would do is he'd have people play chess against this robot, the Mechanical <laughs> Turk. And yeah. the robot would beat members of the court in front of the Empress, and they're freaking like, I can't believe this, this robot can't lose. The robot kept beating people. Now, people who know a thing or two about robots or about chess nowadays know that a chess machine didn't beat a human that's, you know, a grand chess master until 1996. So we're a little bit far away from that actually. happening. So how the fuck did Mechanical Turk do it? Well, it's still a very impressive machine. Not a robot, though, I'd say. Or, or, or not an autonomous robot, maybe semi-autonomous, like, you know, moving the lawnmower around the yard because it was basically a very intricate puppet. And a guy who was good at chess would go underneath the table in a large box and you'd pull it around and use it like a puppet to move the pieces around and he would win chess, but it was not acting on its own will at all. It was basically a very sophisticated, amazing um, animatronic, which I think is awesome. Uh, it's very cool, but it's an interesting idea. That that's like the earliest robot that I can see that acts and looks like a robot. But again, it, it's not a robot. I mean, it, it's a, a remote control robot, I guess. It's a puppet. Mechanical Turk. Imagine being the guy, the first guy to get duped by that thing. Oh, I mean, so it was just, like this is this is. There's no way, like so, it yeah, was like, blowing people's minds. Yeah, being, imagine being in that court. To, what was his name? Wolfgang. Yeah, so Wolfgang. Yeah, yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Wolfgang. Your friend is like, no, no, dude, you got to come into, uh, you know, the park with surrounded by people, and you got to play this invention I made. It's a full real robot. And you're like, uh, yeah, man. He's like, well, you like chess, right? And you're like, yeah, I like chess. Well, you want to be a first or something? Yeah, I do. I you don't think you eat a metal man? It's yeah, not there's a metal lies. man out here. You want to do this like, in front of everybody? I feel like it's not, there might be a guy in there or something. No, no. 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 Just, just look at it. Look at, yeah, look. it. Yeah, look. I'll, I'll stand right next to you the whole time. I won't even touch it. It'll just beat yeah. you at chess. Yeah, just beat you at chess. Just come on. Just do it. And then you sit down, you play the thing, and you start losing. And like, yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's not not 100% autonomous. It's a little different. And you're like, yeah, I fucking knew it. And I look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there was a thing is that I think a lot of people myself. didn't figure it out until later. He didn't He didn't do it like a magic trick where he would have him win, and then he'd be like, yeah. and open up the door and be like, Ta -da. no, he just wouldn't say anything. And then the guy would get pulled out later, probably dehydrated to shit with a back cramp, being like, Jesus Christ, I had to play three people in a row. Long game. Love that. <laughs> is there, uh, is it, there's kind of, there's an episode of something where that's kind of the case and then it farts and they're like, <laughs> like, I feel like it just farted. <laughs> no, I did not fart. South Park. Awesome. Awesome. Put awesome. awesome off on the yes. Definitely <laughs> deserves to be one of the robots. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was one of the cartoons. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I did not fart. Awesome <laughs> does not fart. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it's awesome. But I'd say it wasn't, um, like I said, real robotics as we know it now needs the invention of the computer um, and, uh, you know, advanced electronics. There's no way to build a robot just out of. Uh, pneumatics or hydraulics it's impressive it's a cool puppet but 
you really can't program something to act on its own outside of the winding of a clock and to react and act in certain ways without a computer. You need you need to program it in. So only in the 20th century can we really build robots. And that's when robots start to really be coming out. Now, the first robot that I consider a true robot, but again, it acts on its own, but it doesn't have a computer in it, so it can't react to things. It can only act on its own. Can this one smoke cigarettes? That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's one to check. This is the earliest robot, and it's called Electro. Smoke Very cigs. Cool name. It de- it debuted at the 1939 New York World Fair. It was made up of steel gear, a cam, a motor skeleton, and it was covered by aluminum skin to make it look more like a robot as we see it now, a metal man, a tin man. And like Dylan said, yeah, it could uh, speak 700 words using a record player inside it. It could smoke cigs. It could blow up balloons. And it can move its head and arms. So you can kind of picture in your head. It's got to be a couple of motorized gears, obviously a diaphragm or like an air pressure system in there, and a record player. So, I mean, it might take a long time to develop that thing. And it would be amazing if you could do it now. But it's very doable without the use of computers. And even though I consider a robot just because it can do that without you having to actually physically move levers and things like that. It's mm-hmm. still, um, it's it's more of a parlor trick kind of robot. Yeah, and and all of these early robots, even the ones that date back to the Chinese in the, like the 1200s or whatever that was, mm-hmm. um, all have one specific piece that make it all work and seem autonomous, and it's called a cam. And what that cam does is it's a cylindrical tube that has like likely has lobes on it, or. Um, some sort of version of, of imagine a Christmas tree spinning around the branches are different lengths. And then when one of the longer branches that takes so much longer to get around in a full 360 degrees, hits something and says a word you go, but if it's, if it has that cam, if that cam is lobby enough or different enough, it might seem that it's not repetitive, but if you stared at it for 24 hours, you probably realize it does the same thing every hour. Right. So it's the illusion hmm. of um, acting on its own or making some decisions, but really it's, it's basically that idea of winding it up. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. more wind you have, the more it seems like it's acting on its own. But thank you for describing that. Cause it's just like you said, it's still not a, like a true robot. It's, it's just a, it's a parlor trick. It's yeah, a, every 360 degrees of that thing that spins, it hits different stuff to make. All right. So after 15 minutes, or probably even less, could be even like 30 seconds, this arm raises. And then after mm-hmm. 35 seconds, the other arm raises. Then, then then 36 seconds, the foot moves. 37, the next foot. Like it has a whole cycle. Uh, a great example of a, actually the best example of a cam for everybody would be a music box. I was just going to mention that. That's the first idea of I would, I would picture because I don't know much about cams at all, but it's yeah. just those knobs that the longer it spins, it hits each individual tooth of the thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds like a song, but really it's just one spinning cylinder. Mm-hmm. So it'd be... I mean, it'd be very difficult to design that to act that way. It's probably why I took a whole team of people to build it. Again, it couldn't walk, though. It could only move its arms, and it had all those other things. Because as you get into more modern robotics, you realize how difficult it is to to actually perform motor functions. And the closer you get to making a robot like an actual person, which is how we picture in like science fiction, things like that, you realize how nearly impossible it is to do it. Building a robot that can walk is nearly impossible and building a robot that can make its own decisions is nearly impossible the technology yeah. we have now it take, it's going to take a lot of effort and uh we're almost there we're getting there it's, it takes some time yeah yeah and joe we'll get into it but joe and i are both about probably 40 miles from what boston dynamics the ones who do the dog mm-hmm. you just see even the best people in the world um you still have this walking dog and you can hit it with they use hockey sticks 
Um, yeah. Because we're in Massachusetts. Um, to <laughs> test how tough it is, it still isn't a real dog. It's not, not even close. It's true. Yeah. It, it, it can now, in the modern day of 2021, we have robots like that Boston Dynamics has developed that can that have such superior motor functions they can balance themselves on their own they can act they can act pre-programmed functions on their own but even then it's so difficult to keep them upright i mean a three-year-old child has better motor functions um, as far as making split decisions Mm -hmm. than a robot does a boston dynamics robot can probably lift you know a, a car or it can you know jump you know five feet in the air but if it gets tipped over even though they're working on a lot of them that can catch themselves, a three-year-old child's better at it. Those those quick ideas, the the intensity and just the complexity of the human brain is so much bigger than just drawing a picture and saying, make the Tin Man go. It's just, it's so much more difficult than that. Absolutely. Well, Joe, before we get moving, how about a word from our sponsors? Thought you'd never ask. We're going to take a quick break, but our sponsors will chime in with uh, some of our favorite beers. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. You know, when I'm enjoying myself in the New England summers, I like to get my breath in, my fresh air, walk out and enjoy the New England countryside. When I do so, you won't catch me out here without New England's best IPA. Roomtown's be hoppy. Don't worry. Oh, oh my God, that's good. Be happy. Yeah, so I just wanted to give a couple examples of uh, robots walking to see how difficult it truly is. It seems such an easy process. You see it in movies and TV and you go just walking on. I mean, coming from things of the modern robotics, like the Mars Rover Curiosity in, in 2012, that got out there rolling around and things like uh, bomb defusal robots. It's amazing how far we've come, but it just ain't that easy. So I have a quick clip of the DARPA Robotics Challenge where multiple different people tried to build these robots and it took years and years. A lot of them were colleges because that's how you can get a group of people who are very smart about robotics to build something together. But this is the, uh, uh, admittedly, this is the video and they fuck up, but this is how hard it is when you before actually get Before you on. go there, hang on, before you play. Oh, I uh, I wanted to just say before, before we get started, because there's, there's a couple more videos of robots. Start with the beginning. I assume. Yeah. Um, isn't DARPA from the show Lost? What's DARPA? I've never seen uh, the show Lost. What? I don't actually know what DARPA stands for, but you have to imagine it's American Robotics, Robotics like something, Academy. something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put it up on the thing. Or whatever, yeah, DARPA. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, so this is a sophisticated guy coming in. He's looking great. Uh, oh, this oh, is oh, a, he's down. I mean, these things probably cost like, what, like? Hundred thousand dollars each, just just to get them started. I mean, these things are yeah, really advanced. The, the balance aspect is, but it's just so much more difficult. Top heavy because this one has four oh, legs. Doesn't help it. Still can't even fucking do it. This guy just gives oh, up. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Virginia Tech's robot looks nice. Eats shit. This guy's gonna open a door. That's oh, yeah, not he just easy. Wants to come home. Oh, just gave up. <laughs> 
Yeah, no problem. Just some stairs. Oh, here we go. He's oh boy, on, yeah. his, on his backpack, spinning around. Yeah, I mean, oh, Hector. Hector. Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me. Just I mean, they're all so impressive, but it's just like they just don't have it. Oh, unfortunately, God, it's so, it's so difficult to build. This guy's gonna try to. Oh, he's gonna open that valve. He's gonna he's open gonna... a fire valve. Oh, so close. That's the idea. <laughs> He makes it the valve. There's, it's oh, not easy. Drills. Yeah, it's not drills. easy. Is yeah. the point? Oh boy. So you know, construction worker. Oh, that's <laughs> great. There's no more. That's it. Because that was a fucking. Fun. No, that that was just yeah. That, that was all the fails. Wait, so wait. I wanted to show you what um, mm-hmm. Boston Dynamics, which isn't the only company that's uh, building robotics now. They're the most popular one just because they're so successful so far. They started selling them to like different organizations to develop them mostly it's for research now but they've already started selling them to police departments and things it'll be a matter of time before hopefully this will be used um to save people's lives you know and it doesn't be in earthquakes and things like that where you need a bipedal or you know something that can get over multiple objects not just tank treads and actually move objects around and this is as close you're going to get so i think this is pretty impressive as far as um, as long as they follow the three laws of robotics plus the fourth addendum. certainly uh lucky for us we're nowhere near close to having the three laws of robotics be important because these things can barely do anything yeah, but, but this is pretty impressive lifetime. to me as far as within our lifetime certainly mm-hmm. absolutely um so this is uh Boston dynamics robot the atlas which is their bipedal humanoid robot uh showing how it can move around Parkour, parkour. Yeah, look at this thing go. Boom. Oh, right with the damn, first log there. Hopping up these steps. Nice. Boom. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I can't even do that good. It's amazing. It's not, it's not attached to anything. Oh, That's just the battery on its back and it just boom. It in there. It even uses its arms to shift its weight like a human does. One, two, three. Bing, bang, boom, right up there. Shit. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, showing off up top there. That's fuck. Yeah, he's doing a little dance. So that's what it can be like now, but that took, you know. 50 plus years of robot research to get anywhere close to there and just so much money to get there. It's just not easy. So, yeah. Um, I might, I might have one real quick. Um, you know, I got another video, um, of a robot that, um, was developed for healthcare and it should help with, um, actually specifically the COVID pandemic. Interesting. Cause a lot of, um, new robotics happen to have to do with healthcare. So there's surgeries performed at least with, uh, semi-autonomous tools and things like that. And just this task that humans might fail at, you know, just not multiple thinking problems, very specific tasks that robots are hyper specialized in. And just the advantage of having a machine help you do it is a huge advantage. So I can't wait to see the, uh, the modern technology the medical communities come up with because it's just fascinating stuff. Exactly. How many do you know how many like roughly vaccines the U.S. has administered? since uh since we started i mean we're we're a third let's like, say 100 million at least yeah i heard it's about right? 90 million so far i'm not sure though yeah it's a lot of vaccines so this would definitely good. help with uh that quantity of another uh, thing to make it uh more efficient and uh productive is is great it's a great thing so the medical community is very thankful for robotics i'm sure let's take a look yeah, yeah exactly so i'm not sure which company brought this out or which like, medical device company took care of this but um i did find this video on the internet of uh of a robot designed just for vaccine administration. It might be the first and only that I've seen. Interesting. Let's take a look. All right. Go to the hospital for injections after we get sick. Very troublesome. So I invented this automatic injection robot. The design is very human because I am not sick. Let my good friend demonstrate. The first step, disinfection. The second step, injection. 
His illness has healed. Very easy to use. It's very good. So that's good. I mean, it's yeah, not easy like to uh, perform all these vaccinations and people get tired. They have families. So it's good to have autonomous robots being able to take care of that for people. It's going to help a lot in the healthcare industry. It seems yeah, well, especially with remote, just like social remote distancing and social distance. Like right. That. Yeah. Like, robots can't get doctors, sick. Doctors um, around patients only makes sense. So um, if we're able to apply robots to give the vaccines like at home, like that patient was, mm-hmm. um, it just at home care, very important care is, is perfect. So you can see this is a great solution <laughs> to, um, yeah. So we're well on our way. In other words. The pandemic. <laughs> we're on our way. We got this. And I, and, and it, you know, it, it even is a multi-stage robot where, as you saw, it, mm-hmm. it uses the alcohol swab. First. Yeah, it makes sure there's no, no choice of infection. Yeah. It's very yeah, good. That's really Absolutely. Good. So yeah, that, that's where we're headed, folks. You can get uh, more ideas about robots. Look it up yourself. See where it's going in the future. I don't think we necessarily should be afraid of them yet. I know people are always thinking of you know sci-fi thrillers and things like that with robots. But right now, we're just trying to get them to walk and to try to actually act somewhat like a person. As far as their thoughts go, their decision makings go, they're they're lower than an infant at this point because of the different cognitive functions they have to perform. The difference between humans and robots is that humans are so adaptable, multifunctional, living creatures. Our brains are built to do a million different things at the same time. Robots are amazing at specific tasks. Any single robot built today, professionally, can beat a human at nearly every single specific task if it's measurable. The problem is, if it changes even slightly, the robot sucks. They're just built for one task only, and they're really good at that one thing. And that's why we've introduced the concept of machine learning, because artificial intelligence is the part of robotics that we're looking forward to making them more human-like or having their own processes um, neurologically and thinking for themselves. And that's why robots just can't perform like humans can. Even little kids can do different actions and think different ways and come up with ideas. Robots just can't come up with ideas. So they came up with the concept of machine learning uh, to help teach an artificial intelligence what it needs to know. Because if you have it repeat the same task a thousand times in a row and learn its mistakes, it'll learn a lot faster than you trying to perform a programming function perfectly into it. It'll never work as fast. And the future of robotics is having robots teach themselves, as scary as that sounds. Because even if they can teach themselves, um, they still can barely do shit so far. But we're on our way. We're on our way, and Isaac Asimov's um, book, uh, his books where he talked about the the three laws of robotics all took place in the 2050s, and it sounds about, timeline-wise, right on track for fully autonomous robots that are capable of decision-making, capable of obeying laws, and capable of having rights. That is the tipping point, right? Whether Whether or not you're passing the Turing test, which is that test that says if you're in a blind study and you're communicating with a robot, can you tell it's a robot or a human? That's the Turing test in the sense. If you can prove, or you can demonstrably say that people thought it was a real person when they have full conversations with it, and it's a robot, that's the Turing test of saying, have you proved artificial intelligence? That's kind of up for debate. I don't know if that's artificial intelligence or not, or very cunning linguistics, linguistics, or a cunning linguist, as many robots will be in the future, I'm sure, and master debaters, I'm sure, as they will be. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, that seems to be the idea of it going forward. And that's interesting to me to see if that actually can be pulled off because like I said, it's just so much more complicated than it seems in the forefront. And we'll, well see and what's like interesting forward. is um, I was listening to a whole bunch of things about this from Elon Musk and his number one concern and fear for the future is this. And he says that we need to get on this now because I think he's right about that. I think I AI is, and the yeah. reason he said is this, there needs, there's an FDA food and drug administration that takes care of medical devices, drugs, and food. There's an FAA federal aviation administration, which regulates airplanes. And as much as of these two things are a barrier to what Elon Musk does, um, he also respects that completely because it keeps companies like his in line from getting out of control. There mm. is no FAA or FDA or whatever it is for AI yet. Yeah, like a FAIA. Federal. Artificial Intelligence Administration. FAIA. Okay, yeah. Yep, I thought you said FIAA. Um, yeah, and, and if this gets out of control, you all of a sudden have robots that can heal. Like, it just gets out of control. I mean, you can see, it, just use your brain, spiral this, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, but yeah, there's... Um, yeah, I think it's worth mentioning though. I, I don't I don't fear uh, AI like we said in the past that it's gonna pick up a, a gun and decide that it's jealous of you and that it's it's tired of being oppressed. But the idea of artificial intelligence machine learning is the idea of exponential computational power mm -hmm. within seconds. It's like letting a lightning bolt hit a pool. It's not like you can get out in time. It's that once it hits, that's the full electricity is gonna hit at the same time. So the amount of time it takes for the first true supercomputer that's autonomous to learn, you know, the entire works of Shakespeare will be equal to the amount of time it takes it to learn nearly every single piece of information humanity's ever learned. So at that point, you're going to have to hope that you put the bumpers around the bowling alley before you start bowling, because once it once you let it loose, it's going to be oh, on ringing that bell. And not necessarily going to be evil, good. Those are all concepts that are human morality. It's going to be what it is. And what it is going to be is what it is going to be. So if we don't get ahead of it, like people like Elon Musk and others who are, are into uh, artificial intelligence and computer science and developing robots get there, then it's going to be too late. Um, and we're going to be looking back saying, oh, God, Because like, how do you stop an, a tidal wave of things that are teaching themselves how to number one goal is self-preservation and possibly human destruction. Even if their goal isn't self-preservation, it very well could, it could be just go off the rails. Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't know what it could find work and be the best at it. And then yeah, if you create a computer so many... that can be a faster acting and more intelligent than all the humans on earth combined within a matter of weeks, it's going to become smarter within two weeks. And then now it's out calculating every human alive. And it doesn't matter whether it thinks that humans should be exterminated or it needs to preserve itself at all costs or whoops, we said it's to protect the earth and therefore it has to kill humans. Those are all sci-fi ideas of what could happen. But the reality is if you create something that's smarter than every person in the world combined, it doesn't matter what its purpose is. You're no longer in control of it. And that's a scary concept. It is. And, and just let's let's just take the exponential term that you brought out there and that term being exponential <laughs> and um let's blow this up a thousand years one exponentially years um what is intelligent life joe is it 
do they have to have skin? They might be able to have skin in a thousand years. Certainly, I don't think they have to have skin. To have to be intelligent life. To be intelligent life, I don't think they have to have skin. Well, All intelligent it, life that we know has skin, but I don't think that is a necessarily pre prerequisite. Well, is R two D two intelligent life? Interesting uh, spinoff there into into our <laughs> robot. I don't think R two D two is intelligent life. No. What if, what if you were selected to go to, through a black hole to the next galaxy and you landed on a planet? And there's nothing there but R2-D2s and C-3PO's. Is that, did you find intelligent life or did you find nothing? Interesting. I think I that would be intelligent life in that right. aspect. But that's what you're saying is that intelligent life, life being the key word there, is the tough part. I think that sentient beings don't need to be alive, as we say, carbon-based life forms that um, have cellular respiration, uh, require, you know, cellular repair, DNA sequencing, and things like that. That's how we form life now. But I don't think that synthetic life forms, as we'd call it, would be completely built by us. I don't see why there's any reason why they couldn't exist in the world in the way that organic life forms do. So I'd say that the difference is organic versus synthetic, not life versus life. Life is such a vague term in that sense where if it's as smart Crazy. as a person and it's built out of metal, and it can act on its own will, and it can learn. I think it's alive. I don't think it needs to breathe oxygen and, and be able to take a shit to be alive. But the um, craziest thing is, but you is know. like we already have, we're working on technology to create like artificial meat, but it still is biological. It's not metal. Um, you can say that, you know, you start off with the Boston Dynamics dog teach it some things, teach it how to learn. To, then over, then it, it learns so much faster than the rest of us. Then at a point, it, all, it, develop, it says, I'm going to have skin now. Yeah, but that and dog in particular skin. cannot do that sudden, at all. It's a million so years you know. now, and it has... I know, I know, I know that dog, but like... I know I'm always a stickler for that, but you, uh, you always take concept and you're like, well, what about that one? And then this is like, no, 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 but that one can't do it. No, That one has like, it's incapable in of learning future, at all. If we don't, if we don't be careful with this stuff, all of a sudden we have things that look like you and me that are actually robots, but do they have a soul? It's so confusing. That's like interesting. Let's, let's get into it. But, but they, why would they want to have skin? You think? Do they um, envy us? It's so much better than metal. Why is it better than metal? Skin sucks. Because Skin's only attractive because we're humans and we're used to it. We like things it that are alive. Itself. Uh, and it's uh, it's waterproof. It's a membrane. It's um, besides this. There's others. Obviously, elements that can cause problems, and it's not a great. But having just like the Terminator having skin over a metal body does have benefits. And mm. I'm not talking silicone. I'm, talking I'm not talking the actual... 1000 which is literally liquid metal that can repair itself and take any form. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're not there yet, but um... <laughs> we're still in Terminator One. Yeah, right, right. So, so um, it definitely, I'd say human beings are the best robots that have ever existed. I mean, yes, we are. we're the gold standard, because of course, we are humans. So we think we're the greatest. It's it, it's also another theme of the podcast, whether it's doomsday, or developing robots or aliens, they should all look like us and be like us because we're the best. And that's it. Well, they we all I mean, we robots know should aspire to be like us, the fragile apes that live on this planet that I mean, try to kill each other. Why would be an octopus? I mean, like, the, you know, like we are- Why not? Why not? There's a lot of reasons why they shouldn't be an octopus. A human being- uh, More legs? Bipedal. They can uh, squeeze in any any 
circumference, but larger than their beak or smaller than their beak rather. They can go all over that. It's pretty amazing. Um, they can change their colors. They can go camouflaged. They can breathe underwater. These are all things that humans can't do. I'm not saying that I'd rather be an octopus than a human, but it's so human centered to think that like robots before we know it, they're going to, they're going to have beards and have skin like us. And then what will happen? It's like, well, I don't think that robots will, if they get to the point where they want to surpass humans, they won't need to become a human to do it. If you want to be better than a rhinoceros, do you put a horn on and start working out or do you build a gun and shoot it in the fucking head? That's how you become better than a rhinoceros. You don't become a rhinoceros. You surpass it. That's if they believe that they are better than us. And I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. And I think that's what you need to get to build into it. They just will be. There's there's a level of like the way that we look at ants. They don't understand that we're such a higher intelligent being. Mm -hmm. There might be some sort of robot thing out there that looks at us like ants. And they're just like way on a way level wavelength and plane than we are. That is actually just a robot and from the future. Yeah, I think very much so. So I I really do want to, um, I want to have the the AI conversation with you because I think that should be final thoughts. We go back and forth because I don't want to get too wrapped up in it because I could talk to you about this for another hour just with this concept alone. No question. Yeah, yeah, we're getting off topic. So why don't we hop into uh, robots that are in popular culture, movies and shit like that, the robots that we know. Yeah. And we can compare those. Yeah, we can compare those shit we know. And then uh, during final thoughts, we'll, we'll go back and forth about what we think is the future of robotics and what might happen to us then. Forget your waiters? Don't worry. Just be happy. Brought to you by our sponsors, Wormtown Brewery. Located here, just outside of Worcester, Mass. Well, it's located in Worcester, Massachusetts, and we're near there. what do you got for movies all right so uh so as far as robots are concerned most of what we know about robots is completely from movies and tv shows i haven't encountered a lot of robots in my life in particular i've been to a couple of museums that have like prototypes there and things like that maybe you tour a factory you tour the ford factory and you go oh look at that it's a it's an articulating arm it's amazing stuff but we know robots from movies and tv shows and one of the earliest robots i remember seeing which is you know, unironically a vision of the future. It's the Jetsons, which is Rosie the robot, which is a Rosie robot made. Robot. I forgot about I forgot about that chick. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Jetson, I'm gonna clean you all. Elroy, you forgot your lunch. So she's kind of like a uh, Old Jewish New, New York, York uh, made nanny robot. And again, strange enough, you have a big robot head, clanky, or you know, harsh hands, and you wouldn't want that machine taking care of your kids. But she's such a you know an intelligent robot that she takes care of it. So Rosie the robot's one of the first ones I remember seeing as a kid. Um, as far as the idea of what future can be for having autonomous beings in your house taking care of your kids when you're at work, for Mister Spacely. That's a good one. It's a real good one. Um. So from my childhood, I had a lot of like build yourself your own robot toys. Oh, that's cool. I also was a uh, Lego robotics coach for first robotics. I thought that you were in that. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that you didn't bring that before. Also, while you were shaking your head at robots, it's like, I'm pretty sure you've built robots before. I've never even touched a robot. 
So. You might have to turn off your green screen to see it. Oh, no, no, I can see it. No, I, I got it. Don't worry. I even have my own Letterman jacket. It says Hudson Mass Robotics. And here's my double uh, badged uh, Letterman jacket as a coach. It's an actual fucking Letterman coat. I'm not kidding. As a so he's got the pedigree. Yeah, that's for first robotics. And we used um, Legos, which were no fucking joke. I mean, you have to code them. Um, and they have sensors, uh, color sensors, light sensors, uh, 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 like wild uh, proximity sensors i mean they're these kids are wildly smart in eighth grade to be able to to do this stuff yeah these are the kind of um, robots that uh, of course you have to be super intelligent to understand how to program them and be growing up with them but this is the kind of technology that's available to children now yeah. which would be completely out of the question even 30 years ago it's yeah amazing. kids i mean this is we're talking 2008 through 10 here when i was there right so this is about kids a decade are all ago force now at this day you know and those those kids have a mega leg up in engineering and technology than we did when we were kids because they absolutely have the resources to be able to be like understand uh all right, if I put the sensor on and I draw a line in green, it'll stay in the green line and then shift to the red. Like it, had, it has color sensors, infrared. Uh, I never use infrared sensors, but they have them. Color, um, proximity, so d- objects, and um, speed. I mean, everything's a sensor, and then you have codes that give feedback. It was just, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I those are all things that are necessary for robots to be able to live among the world. You just think yeah. that as a person, it, it just comes naturally to you, but as a human being, you have all those sensors in your head right now you just don't realize them it takes a lot of different variables to be able to even walk across the room without eating shit as we saw earlier in the videos yeah and the robots one specifically have again we use these two but they're um, like gyroscopic sensors so it's your center balance sensor so it always tries to bring you back um you need it you need that and, and you have to have probably a hundred of them in that robot to be able to stand up straight absolutely um, and then um i also did the i lost wildly um, I, we, my brother and I actually built a robot for the Boston, Boston university engineering competition, where you get like a portion of a scholarship to be you if you come in the top three or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just, it had to do with like a couple simple tasks, but it was like a battle bots. Um, battle bots. I'm so glad you mentioned it. It had to come up in this podcast yep. battle bots. If no one's seen that show, check it out. I'm pretty sure half the episodes are on, on YouTube right now. It's fantastic. And it's back, dude. It's still on. Like it's still going. If it's back, I, I can't wait to watch it. And also, uh, they better be way tougher now. It's been 15 years. Those bots better be way tougher. That shit was basically a remote control breaking device. Right now, they, the new battle bots, you should have to not use remote control. They should have to fight without you touching them. That would be I sick. agree. I agree completely. You don't need the. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Because at the time, obviously, you had to. But now, it's like if they can have all those sensors and think for themselves, you know, even just in one certain scenario, your best battle bot, you shouldn't be able to just attack with the axe and hit the axe button no it should be able to use the axe on its own that's what i think i agree um a crazy balbax fat too is balbots fact is that those things weigh a couple hundred pounds they it's look nuts. like they're small but they're really big is it because of the battery and all like the steel shielding and stuff is because it would i don't, weigh I don't so know much. i think that just to make it competitive so if you have two light objects it's really hard to oh go flying right because the mat if you don't have enough mass to smash into something you just have two hot wheels cars seeing each other and we all did that as kids smash hot wheels cars they don't break there's not enough mass no they don't break no how much speed you have from like going 
you'd be able to throw a Hot Wheels car at 40 miles an hour at a kid a wall. It doesn't fucking break. Yeah, we talked about this before in the podcast. Is the, If you increase the velocity enough or you have enough mass, it makes a huge impact. But if you have a little bit more velocity and not many mass at all, they're not going to do an impact there. Hence things like uranium, which weighs seven times more than steel per volume. Um, That's a bingo. So, so yeah, so it's just funny because me and my brother did that, um, the Robox competition, and I thought I had a pretty good chance because I built this thing pretty well. It was pretty heavy. Um, and within seconds, But it was a battle bot scenario? You were going to uh, have to fight another robot? Uh, I love the idea of BU giving a scholarship to the battle bots winner of the competitions. Yeah, awesome. it was more simple than that because we just had to go up a ramp and down the other side. So you had to go up, okay. fight something at the top, either just push it back down or knock it off or whatever it is. Mm. It goes up, flat, back down. Trying, It doesn't have to go left and right. Um, we got up to the top, got hit like a fucking brick and lost and had to go home. Oh no! I mean, that's the that's also it's like, the it's uh, pretty good. It should be pretty good. I made it. We made it pretty good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and again, this was autonomous. There was no controller. Yeah, you had to program it to do yes. that task without you touching it. That's it a true had robot to do this task. And actually, there might have been a task at the top, like I had to collect something. Something. Something, something was there too. But I got. I was like, my heart was broke because, like, I think we might do pretty well here. Of course, you know, kids who enter those competitions like, yeah, no, you have to believe you're going to do yeah, well or right and one show of the up. Best groups because they obliterated us. Like we got hit with a fucking real car. I was like, ooh, I was like, ah, man. And we said, and that's it. That was it. That was it. We just had to go home. That is tough, <laughs> but that that's the plight of robotics, right? The people who developed the Atlas or Boston Dynamics have been working on that thing for over ten years just to get it to yeah. do a walking simulation. The part where we saw the thing jumping up and down, you know, stairs doing parkour and shit, that took over 20 years to develop it to that level. It just takes so much trial and error. And even the fact that you could build one and program it to do that, it's pretty impressive. You just have to be used to the trial and error of that, which is part of the benefit to machine learning where you can do trial and error 1 million times in a row in an hour within the things processing unit. And then you can cut out the middleman of having to try it over and over again, because teaching something to do something like programming it, you can do it as well as you want, but it might not work. It could take a thousand tries before it works if you can speed up the process. For real, for real. So That's on tough. that note, my my pop culture, I got a couple of them. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot we were talking the pop, yeah, culture pop culture back and forth. No, go ahead, go ahead. Might have been the first one I, I ever saw. Iron Giant. An alien. The Iron Giant, great. 50-foot alien Can't Iron forget that Giant one. comes down from space in the 40s in a cartoon mm. that came out in 1999. Yeah, it's a it's a Cold War movie that came out in the nineties, nineteen ninety nine, and the boy after his name has to hide the fifty Hogarth. Yeah, that is his name. He has to hide him in a junkyard. And has it been um twenty years since you seen that movie or what? I mean, I I, I had the uh the VHS tape and it came with a little came with plastic. Yes, I had it yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it came with it came with the actual figurine. I had right, you could articulate one. it. I guess they sell one. It's like a hundred bucks where it's like the, it's like a figurine like the size of a GI Joe and you, it's, it's fully articulated. Like you can move oh, all the shit. I want it. I now it would be like probably like $400 cause it's collectible, but yeah, that movie is awesome. I like the combination of that's more like the old idea of a robot. Like just make a big iron machine. Just have it used like basically magic because even though it's technology, it's like nothing of that would make any sense uh, on top of that, that it can spoiler alert. If you haven't seen iron giant, it can put itself back together. And even the little nuts and bolts can come together, which is amazing. Uh, but again, alien technology, right? 
alien tech comes down from space. The U.S. government's trying to chase him down. What's your next movie? What do you got? Thinking it's the Ruskies. Well, we mentioned them earlier, but I'm not going to wait till the end to mention them. My two favorite robots of all time always come as a duo. And, you know, even before Rosie, in my mind, I saw these two, but Rosie came out first. It's got to be C3PO and R2D2. I think the Mount Rushmore robots get on there. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore Come robots. on. I'd say they have to share the same spot because they don't deserve two spots on Mount Rushmore, but they definitely deserve one spot together. And that's, uh, they called them droids. I think that he used that as more of like a, a copyright thing that he could, he could make that kind of his, you know, his idea of what it is. He's made a bunch of money on Star Wars merchandise. God bless him, whatever, George Lucas. I hope, you know, that you have a great funeral and you disappear into your robes and they burn your body like Darth Vader one day. Yeah. <laughs> God sure? willing. That'd be great if he had a pyre on his funeral like Darth Vader. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're the classic robots to me. It's, it's the one, it's the hyper-intelligent one. It, it acts like a human. It can translate over, I don't know what he says, like 100,000 languages. He's completely the perfect ambassador, translator, robot, but he's always fearful and he can't really do much besides talk and, you know, say things to people. And then we have R2-D2, the astro droid, who's basically uh, a rolling fixer-up kit. It can hack a computer he can shock you. He can fix things. He can help navigate and pilot a, a jet plane. It's almost like having like a CPU system in your fighter jet, as well as having a guy rolling around talking shit. I mean, he's hilarious. He doesn't ever say a word, but he always just beeps at you. And then you just know he's talking shit. And the reason why you know he's so funny is because he has his buddy C-3PO scolding him. He's the uptight, you know, British nerdy guy and R2-D2 is the gruff and tumble, you know, shit talking droid who gets shit done. And I just love mm -hmm. those two. And God, they, they, they are two. just, that's a robot in my mind, both of them. Yeah. Droids. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, did, did R2-D2 have anything to do with Vietnam? No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I didn't even mean to be funny. <laughs> well he he did he did help in the uh the evacuation of saigon that's what i thought so that's what i'm saying no but he he was at the hanoi hotel go, beep, 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 get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> no i was thinking all right. <laughs> charlie in the bush translation <laughs> what do you mean by that well he sits in the back of the x-wing like the rio the rear intercept officer and he controls the weapon systems on the X-Wing, right? And and gives yeah. him real-time feedback from almost a real person. Yes. You know, um, yeah, he basically, he, yeah. He, he kind of gives him like 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 actual feedback that's, that's very personal and um, and not artificial. Absolutely. You know, but you know, you know his tone. So you know yeah. No, no, you're absolutely, I mean, I, I didn't realize where you're coming from, but you're absolutely right in that fact. came from the F4 Phantom. It, it definitely had a, a lot to do with that. It wasn't really like a total, totally out there yet. It was more still the F4. Yeah. Even Astro Max or Astro Droids, rather, don't, they don't actually control weapon systems in Star Wars fighter jets and bombers and like that. They do perform that role. They are completely integrated with the vehicle. Their navigation systems repair all that. And there's no way that George Lucas didn't de delve deeply into that idea of having that co-pilot in the back of a fighter jet from vietnam. vietnam absolutely i think you're you're dead on balls accurate with that okay just checking um my movie next uh rubbed me the right way as a kid in 2005 mm -hmm. um 
and it's about Rodney Copperbottom from the movie Robots. And oh, Robots! Yeah, quick, quick move from the the uh, the prequel Obi Wan Kenobi to Robots. I think he's the main character in that. Am I wrong about that? I think Ewan McGregor plays Rodney in that. Of robots, I think so. Yeah, they had about I think like fifteen major actors in the movie Robots, which no one remembers the movie now because it just it was a blip in time. Everyone remembers That's Shrek right. and I was uh, literally thinking. I was like, I don't think Obi Wan Kenobi is in Robots. Yeah, I think that Ewan I McGregor you being funny is. I know. I think he is the main character in that movie. Rodney Copperbottom. If I'm thinking of the same person, is it the main character in the movie Robots by DreamWorks or whatever? Rodney Copperbottom is. Uh, um, uh, Robin Williams is in it as well. He's the red one uh, with the big and, handle on his head. Um, Rodney Copperbottom is. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. So product so voice cast is. Ewan McGregor. Uh, yeah, damn. And Will Denton and Crawford Wilson. Don't know them, but anyways, dovetailed into it. Uh, Jansen Panettiere. Got to be Panettiere, but I don't know. Uh, Halle Berry, Robin Williams, Mel Brooks, Greg Kinner. Mel Brooks, Greg Kinner. I mean, these are huge A-list actors in this thing. Amanda and no one even remembers Bynes, the movie exists. Amanda Bynes, Amanda Bynes, Drew Carey. Drew Carey. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jay Leno, Paula Abdul, Randy Jackson. This is what I'm Oliver. talking about. They had like 20 people in. They must have paid out the ass. James Earl Jones. Actors. James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. That's another, another Star Wars <laughs> thing. No, but I mean, no one even remembers the movie Robots. And uh, I didn't remember it until you just brought it up right now. And I'm doing a podcast about robots. What happened in the movie? It just faded out. Who gives a shit, right? But I think it's a good movie. It's such a great movie. It's about Rodney Copperbottom. And he wants to do th- two things, better the world, and then meet his idol who's... um named big weld who's like runs a corp runs the corporation of the robots because it's a big alien weld yeah. planet basically made up of robots but it's still a corporation and um he realizes that the corporation runs by scrapping old robots and mm. then he gets pissed and says i need to save the world and all these old robots just need to be oiled up and repaired that's the whole movie and he realizes that his go. idol big weld is a big wig or wrong term actually um that's too old big dog a big weld big weld and um he's a piece of shit who needs to get the fuck out of this corp out of this fucking earth and um he fights the good fight i don't know i think that without the likes of big weld that he wouldn't ever existed if everyone just gets all all the scraps you know evenly distributed then there would be no robot world and it's for the likes of big weld that you even have something to eat today and you should be happy that the corporation of big weld is trying to supply your nation with their work and scraps that you need to live and every x-ray is twelve thousand dollars and that's because it's the way it is what are you gonna do make an x-ray yourself you should be happy about big weld existing yeah, you should be paying for this sure no. every dead robot becomes scrap metal that's the circle of life if you can't you want this to be a communist robot society are you up? shitting me it's a capitalist robot world just ask mr Copperbottom there which i will scrap for money because copper is relatively rare and expensive and three times the price of, of steel Good pull. Robots, the movie. I had a scrap guy for a while at one of my jobs. He'd come pick up scrap once a week. This motherfucker taught me everything I know about metal. Come in there. I'd be like, hey, today, what's the price of copper? He'd be like, ah, copper's 401 today. Yesterday was 396. Steel is 86 cents. I'd be like, damn, steel sucks. 
like, yeah, we get copper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, uh, well, copper is way more conductive, right? So you can use it for all different kinds of shit. Uh, yeah, copper is what they put in yeah, most wires. Actually, but it's version. also a big plumbing thing. And I'm actually not even sure why they use copper besides it's not corrosive. It, it gets corroded in a different, like oxidized. And, but it doesn't corrode like steel, like it doesn't get rusty. So it's good for water because you don't get rust in your water. That is good for that. No one wants rusty yeah. water. But yeah, also the most cheap, the cheapest, most highly conductive metal that you can get. Heard it. Because you can use you can use gold too. Gold's great. Gold's a great conductor, but it's just a lot more money. Yeah, we talked about that before for sure. It's a great conductor, but you have to weigh the benefits versus the cost there, and it's just so much more difficult to obtain. Yep. So that's my uh, so robots is my. That's movie. a great pull. What do you got next? Because I've got one. I got I got three really really good mentions that i need to bring up for movies so i want to i just want to make sure you got enough too. no problem i'm we're not gonna buzzing, pull up we're the... buzzing through these movies pretty quick yeah, yeah yeah i'm not gonna pull up the one behind you because yeah that has to be mentioned at some point there yeah but, but um, I, I do i mean you can we can talk about it i don't care no, no but i'm gonna pull up my background which is from the movie um 2001 a space odyssey thank you fucking god for mentioning this because i left it off because i was gonna think about it and I got a complimentary motherfucking yeah. movie for this. So that Let's so that's go. a robot that I'll never forget. It's not a metal person with hands and claws and like that, but it's one of the earliest examples of artificial intelligence dealing with people. And one of the reasons why a lot of, or one of the inspirations for a lot of sci-fi movies that all the sci-fi novelists like Isaac Asimov, who came up with the ideas of the laws of robotics, inspired things like this. And the idea that now has inspired fear in every human being who's seen these movies, which is that they'll turn on you and they'll have a different prime directive or whatever and change your mind. It's an amazing movie. 2001 Space Odyssey. The robot in question is Hal, who is the artificial mm -hmm. intelligence on board the space station. Lucky for them, they have a computer on board, a robot intelligence that controls everything on board. So they don't have to be awake. They can be in hypersleep, hibernation. They can be running the ship one person at a time, which is what you'd need for deep space travel and exploration. You'd need something like this. And almost certainly we will have um, constructs like this on our spacecraft as we explore deeper and deeper into the uh, galaxy outside the solar system. Even now we have two rovers, the older one and the newest one that landed just a month or half ago on Mars. And it's completely robotic. Uh, that that's going to be what we need to explore. It's, it's human beings, their biology just isn't built for going so far deep into the stars and having to be completely in control of all these variables. And again, robots aren't great at being people, but they're hyper-specialized. Hal was an example of that. He was the reason why that whole entire space station could run. But unfortunately, his motivation was not the same way as when the movie started and he decides to... Uh, turn on these the astronauts on board and before systematically killing all of them he turns on dave the main character and uh, dave has to fight against hal to try to escape their fate he spoiler alert does end up deactivating hal at one point but not before going on the end of the movie which that point you're just gonna have to watch to see what happens there it's wild this is shit. A stanley kubrick movie right it is yes that's just it's just so you guys, if you guys haven't seen 2001 um it, it's it's, it's fantastic. a little slow um yeah yeah you're it's not like um it's, it's so not an designed. action movie it's a it's, it's a hard sci-fi movie you have to just yeah, sit in there because that's what space is like space is quiet space there's not a yeah. lot of talking um 
I mean, there's great orchestral parts of the movie, but a lot of it's just the, the silence of space and the hum of the computer. And then just, just Dave and Hal just having to be stuck alone with each other for months and months on end. Yep. Isolation. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and it's a, it's a must watch. I mean, this is like a 99% rotten tomatoes movie. Um, uh, it, it just, just, if you're just looking for a movie that is going to captivate you and make you think this is it. Especially if you're interested in robots, it's a good one. Yep, exactly. So um, I have a complimentary movie that I, probably most people haven't seen. You Is ready? it? I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you if I guessed it after. I'm going to guess it now, and then you can say it. I'll tell you if I guess it. Go. Wait, you're going to guess it? No, I don't want to ruin it for you. You should be able to say your own movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I always try to do that in the podcast. I try to guess what you're going to say, and I fuck up what you're going to say by me trying to be a know-it-all douchebag. Why don't you just say it, and I'll just you'll just trust me that I guessed it, or if I'll, I'll be honest if I got it wrong. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Um, the director is Duncan Jones from 2009, and it revenued $9.8 million in the box office. And this movie is called Moon. Did I did guess, guess that? that. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yes. Have also starring, uh, yeah, I've seen it. I love it. I, like I, like I said, I, I put it off for a while because I didn't understand the plot of it, which is great because the trailer shows you nothing. People tell you it's good. Kind of like 2001, you, you start watching and you go, okay, I get it. It's like astronaut, whatever. Just wait. Watch the whole mm -hmm. thing. It's amazing. We shouldn't spoil any of it. But that's starring uh, Sam Rockwell, who's an amazing underrated actor. Some of the people that like, most people have never heard of him, but he's just fantastic at what he yeah. does. And obviously, America's sweetheart Kevin Spacey is also in it as the uh, the robot ally. Gertie, Gertie, Gertie. Um, amazing movie. So it's obviously rings a bell to 2001: Space Odyssey. Definitely inspired um, by. You'll watch yeah. Moon if you saw it, and you go, "I feel like I've seen this movie before," and you realize you haven't. Exactly. Um, you think it's going to be 2001? You're like, "Oh, this is played out 30 years ago." You're different. wrong. Keep it's watching. Different. I'm not giving anything away, but. But um, but yeah, Gertie is the robot in there. Who it, Gertie is the whole space station, but Gertie's also a computer on wheels type of thing. Um, Give it more of a physical body, unlike Hal, who's always in the walls. The, exactly. Gertie has like an actual physical form where you can kind of yep. like. And he has a him. smiley face or a sad face or a crying face. He has emotions. So they add emotions to Gertie that he can physically see because of just how much time they spend up there on this moon base. Um, yeah. And it is, it is, uh, really really good movie watch moon it's got multiple different aspects of robots from like basically autonomous uh, lunar uh, uh lunar vehicles to gertie to uh and gertie also is never explained in the movie and you still can't really figure out what kind of acronym it is it is an acronym cat all capitals but obviously gertrude gertie but no they don't they, they do not go over the details i was kind of hoping to find out but um yeah no, but that's that's. Well, you know why Hal is called Hal? They don't actually explain why what each syllable or each letter means, but it's the same thing where it's three letters. But it's because it's one letter away from IBM. No shit. So they wanted to call it like IBM, so they called him H A L to make it seem like IBM, so they called him Hal. And also, it sounds like a name like Hal Jordan or something like that. Yep. Wow, no kidding. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, go watch Moon. Go watch um, 2001 if you haven't seen them. You know, I get into the space mood. I mean, there's other ones out there as well. Um, Interstellar is great, but I'm not getting there. But um, that's nothing to do with robots. Yeah. Just, just another space. Well, I think that's movie, definitely but... the uh, 
that's the edge on what robots are going to be. It's going to be space travel and pushing the limit as it has in the past 60 years. The edge of technology is the edge of space travel. It's the most difficult thing humans can do. It takes the best technology to do it. And I think along with advancing in robotics, it will be something like that, what you said with Gertie, which is as robots evolve alongside humans, as we build them that way, we're going to want to build them with emotions or at least some type of empathy because we're so comfortable as life forms having emotions and understanding people. No one wants to be on a cold spaceship alone with a computer saying, I do not understand what you are saying. It's going to be so lonely and alone. You're going to want to at least act like a person. And I think that's why we're going to keep adding emotions into robots, even though some people are saying you don't give them emotions. It's scary. It's fucked up to me like people, but we're going to be much more comfortable alongside robots if they act more like us. It's just what it is to be human is to be more comfortable with humans. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of, a lot of um, what that is too, is that Alexa is probably the best example of Gertie or how that you're going to get. And it's pro and we don't want to change because I get mad enough at Alexa um, when it doesn't listen to me. Um, mm -hmm. So it's basically like you're, you know, you're, com you command it to do things. And if it doesn't, I'm like, like Alexa call, uh, call Dick. And it, uh, it goes, calling brian i'm like no i said call dick what the fuck <laughs> i get so mad at it you know so but yeah. if it if it all of a sudden acts like a human you're gonna get mad you know i don't yeah. feel like it you go what the fuck i said like you're gonna go fucking <laughs> rip shit so there's like a weird line between being subservient sure. yeah. and being like personal where you go alexa i have a question what is love you know like you can add love is it you know, like you can ask it things but baby it, don't it, hurt it me don't hurt me so no more yeah, if it starts doing, it's it's funny. If you if you start do if it starts doing its own thing, you all of a sudden get pissed because it has its own decision making yeah. power. So it's like that weird balance that Moon and 2001 have brought out. That like yeah. once it starts doing things or do, doesn't do what you want because it's preserving itself, preserving the place, preserving you. You go, what the fuck? It's just this. It's weird. So um, Moon was my movie. Go watch it. What do you got, Joe? Absolutely. But just put a tag on that. I think it's an interesting middle ground, though, because Alexa doesn't sound like a robot. You can tell it's a robot, but they want her to have her, I even say, to have a human woman's voice to make it sound more natural to you hearing it. You don't want Alexa to talk back to you and give you attitude when you're yelling at it. But you also don't want it to be like, I am Google. I pay the Google down. But you want to be like, OK, I'll look that up right now. Like people like the idea of hearing it talk back to you like that. So I think that as much as giving them emotions is going to be a creepy thing. It'll be more like people are more comfortable with it. Or if it acts like a person, not in the way that people act, but it sounds like it feels like it, things like that going forward. So I just had to put that discrepancy yeah. there. Cause I don't think you're right. You don't want it to be like, I don't feel like it. You're like, you better feel like it. Now you're getting in a fight with a robot. I'll break you your fucking shit. ass. If you don't do, if you don't turn <laughs> on the TV for me. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants that. I mean, some people want that. Real but they're mad. Fucking like creep. with my GPS, like I'm like, it's like, I'm like, I, I sent it back to send to home and then I'm, I'm close to home to goes turn left. I'm like, I fucking know I'm I know, here. I know that. <laughs> I just wanted to get from uh, Montreal to my house and I know I'm close now. So you don't need to talk anymore. I wish you knew enough. Yeah. I listen to Tool right now and you got right in the middle of the solo. You said, turn left. I'm at my fucking driveway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Know this. So mad. So what's your movie, Joe? <laughs> so so the, the two that I have left are just the, the, the robots that I think that brought me most into the idea of artificial intelligence being something in the future that I'm looking forward to in this way 
as, you know, paradigm shifting as it may be. And that's the first time I ever heard the three laws of robotics, which Dylan brought up earlier, which is iRobot has the main robot movie called Sunny, who in a world in the future, which I think it's like, it's not that far away from now. Like it it might just be like set in 2022 or something like that. It's a little bit old of a movie, but there's robots all over the different versions that are humanoid. They walk and talk like humans. They don't look like humans exactly. They look like robots, but they, you know, whether they're assisted living care or they're delivery men, they're a part of everyday life. And there's one particular robot built by the man who designed most of them that basically has that governing chip taken out so it can make its own decisions um, to more uh, independently of most of the robots there. And it gets him in a whole lot of trouble because he's accused of murdering somebody in the movie. And again, you'll have to watch that to find out the true thing about that Will Smith's in it. And he didn't, he don't trust no robots, as you can imagine. It's a good foil. So even though in that movie, the robots don't look like people at all, besides being, you know, bipedal and standing upright, they look like plastic mannequin people that actually look very creepy. Um, but they act like people in the sense that they can, you know, make their own decisions in their mind as long as they're following the laws of robotics. And that was my first version of realizing, oh, what, what the potential it would be to have robots in your lives that way. And in particular, beyond just being delivery men or doing tasks that humans could do without even speaking, something like an assisted living situation of having a robot take care of an, an elderly person, which, you know, it would be okay to have, you know, a pancake maker flip pancakes in your mouth and you open your mouth up. That's our, you know, it's doing something for you. But wouldn't it be nicer to have a bipedal robot? but actually physically doing the jobs that maybe your family members can't perform for you all the time and take care of you in that way. And even though they look like robots and it's kind of creepy in that version, it's a lot more comforting than just, you know, being stuck alone in your house and when you need a lot of medical care and even just, you know, cooking food for you. I thought it was an interesting idea for the movie. And that also has a big AI plot in it as well. If, if you haven't seen that. UJ plot. And another thing too is that that movie was a weird balance. So again, there's a there's um there's a couple things that are um yeah, completely autonomous in that 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 movie like the car was the first time the Audi R8 concept was put there and it was a full Yeah, that might be the first time I saw a self-driving car. Even in movies like Blade Runner, uh there's still you're steering it yourself and in uh iRobot there's an entire scene where the car is driving itself the entire time yeah. it's a great Audi R8 concept it drove itself will smith decided to take it out of that mode he freaked out the girl next to him because he's never driven a car before um second thing right in that world autonomous cars are so you know that's proliferated that's just yeah. how it is right? yeah. Yeah. and it's at super high speeds too where it's, you're going 200 miles an hour in a tunnel it might be worse off if you take the control yourself because you're just a human that that's a bad idea yeah um uh, there's the uh, the the demolition um, construction. Uh, yeah, and it's a lot of great robots in that movie. Besides, yeah, Sunny. so many robots besides um, Sunny, who is interesting, is that they do so. Yeah, clearly it's a robot, um, but they give it uh, different tones. And Sunny specifically had different eye color than the rest of the bots. It had blue. Um, right. And, Sonny and he can learn um, intricacies of human emotions or there's, there's exactly. one scene where he learns the concept of winking and he uses that in order to communicate mm-hmm. to Will Smith beyond that, which is a, a second level of thinking beyond just what you've been trained to learn yeah. and know something that's almost impossible to teach to a robot today, which is nuance. It's so difficult even, even to define what nuance is to teach that. I mean, kids can pick it up from you know copying back but it's until you get a little bit older that you understand the intricacies of the reading between the lines kind of deal nuance 100 percent, and it's just such a fascinating movie and and um 
and it uh, nuance uh, yeah the emotions. Uh, Sunny is overly emotional, and more importantly, um, questions everything. So that's a problem. Right. 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 So we're not gonna. But you don't want your bots to do away, just follow and orders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When when everything is supposed to be you know the robots are, follow those three codes, those three those three rules that we discussed at the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. when they break those questioning is the problem. And that's, that's why. So there's just, there's so many underlying, uh, themes to that movie, but that's, uh, absolutely a big part of it. I saw that I got that movie on DVD for Christmas and I remember watching it around my birthday, like a bunch of times. Yeah. That movie's great. Me and Jeff used to watch it all the time. We loved it. Um, yeah. So my last, my last two are, um, there's a bunch I didn't see, so I'm going to mention them, but I have to mention the runaway trousers. Do you know what I'm talking about? Talking about Wallace and Gromit, right? Wallace and Gromit. What a classic, amazing. I again, you're thinking outside the box. I didn't even think about that for inventor. Robots. That motherfucker. Yeah, Wallace Thomas, invents things. Yeah. All he did, he had the ultimate mindset of the inventor who wants to automate his life. All he wants to do is make toast. He just wants to have beans and toast and some cheese and just be happy English man in his house with his dog. dog. No chicks, no complications. He just yep. wants to he just wants to, to wake up in the morning, have <laughs> everything be have done. To for roll him. out of bed. The bed is yeah, not even roll out into of bed. a slide while putting slide his right pants down. on and his shirt and his little bow tie and whatever else he has. Get down sure. into the kitchen chair, toast flies up, eggs get made, put on his plate, go. does his little thing. All the, the only thing the robot can't do for him is eat and piss and shit. And besides, yeah, he's more happy to do himself. And then, then he decided one day he doesn't even want to walk anymore, so he's gonna make some trousers ah, made of a robot. Building the lily, a bridge robot too far. Robot has a mind of its own, and that's where you gotta go watch it. <laughs> so now he's locked into this device that uh, has a mind of its own, and a robot him. trousers. Oh, oh, and a penguin uh, robber comes along. And takes advantage oh, the, of the his trousers, villain. and they he wants to go do some robberies. And then Wallace is. The I best. think that won an Oscar for best short film that year, or best animated short. Like, and it had to have, yeah, one yeah. of the best. If you haven't yeah. seen so it, I gotta, it I, he's just an honorable, honorable fucking mention. Is absolutely Gromit's cool well too, deserved. but he's just a little like helper. Um, Gromit's great. I mean, you need both of them. You know what I mean? It's like C3PO and R2D2. They're not nearly as funny apart as they are together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. R2 is a little bit funnier by himself, but like Wallace and Gromit, you know, you know, Wallace is all uptight and you know, uptight as far as like how he dresses and acts, but he's he's so carefree and ditzy. And Gromit's the one that's like, all right, I gotta take care of this fucking moron. From him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Exactly. Yeah. He's a genius, but, he, but he's like an idiot savant, as it were. He can invent he all these things, but like he can't think for himself. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're great. It's a great combo. Honorable robot mention. I wouldn't even thought of that one. I got one left. Shout out to the Neverhood, the video game. That guy's really cool. He's a, he's a mixture of a robot. Second, um, <laughs> I had to throw it in there. No one knows the Neverhood by DreamWorks. It's a fucking great game. Dream also, Dream. yeah, a Robot meets Wallace and Gromit Claymation, too. Neverhood was so weird and nobody on here who's of age anyone younger than us doesn't fucking know what the neverhood is and you need to know it i don't even know it beyond you showing me it i wouldn't know about it i would have no idea being the weirdest game i've ever played but also good so anyways um uh so all right honest shout out to my friend over here 
Wally. Wally. Eva. Um, Wally was 20 years too late as a movie to come out um, because of global warming. Um, his It's a sad, depressing movie by what is it is it dreamworks like shrek right how dare you it's pixar pixar holy fuck that's wow. why it's so good it ain't no jokey Christ. minions Sorry. bullshit I, I that that's illumination but yeah it's pixar it's and one of the best parts of the movie before you go on is that the first half an hour there's no speaking in the entire movie love it pixar can do that they can show you show don't tell they show wally living in a post-apocalyptic world for a half an hour with no words spoken and still one of the best movies ever it's amazing it's a great movie meet anybody else and all he does is collect trash um, because the humans are gone and the humans show up and they're these big fat piles of skin on like walmart um uh, like scooters and yeah they live in a cruise ship built for them to do nothing eye-opening as fuck it's beautiful although he's just going through trash which i understand as a junkyard junkie i'm i fucking get it um but and i like i like scrap i like trash i weld scrap metal together so talking the right guy um and uh it's uh it's i don't have to explain wally but he's an honorable mention for robots um he's has to be on the list of an empathetic thinking for himself I don't even know if you, he's so far advanced in my mind that I wouldn't call him autonomous just because he's just, it's like there's a human brain inside of Well, he's definitely people. autonomous though. I mean, he, no, he acts he all he's like, on his It's own. a human in a, that's just a human in my mind. He's sentient. Yeah. He, he, uh, he, he knows about himself. He's, he's self-aware. Self-aware. Because you can be and- fully autonomous and not self-aware. I mean, those, uh, those Roombas can just, you know, vacuum for however long before the battery runs out. They'll never know they're a Roomba. Oh, they're while he knows. Now. They know they go to the charging station and get charged. (laughs) So so theoretically, the world could end and they'll still be Roombas going back to their home base and going back and cleaning, going back, going back and cleaning. As long as there's still power there, yeah. Going back to cleaning. Of course, but my point wasn't that it couldn't charge itself. My point was that it has no idea. Forever. (laughs) When you do that, it sounds like you're a car going by the dollar. Like, (laughs) yeah. That's the Roomba forever. We're all dead because of a nuclear bomb or asteroid, and the Roombas are still going to do their job. Yeah, because all the power plants will still be active after the nuclear holocaust, I'm sure. Uh, Keep that coal coming in. Maybe maybe someone's house has a solar panel that taps directly into their power, unlike mine, which go to the place first and then back. And like Wally, who has solar panels, and he he flips them out so he can recharge. They thought about they thought ahead. They go, How is he gonna plug himself in? The need to solar power, yeah, like the Mars rover. Good point. Good point. So that's Wally. We get it. Wally's great. What do you got, Joe? So, my last one is is by far my favorite movie about robots of all time. It's one of my favorite movies ever, not to hype it up too much, but it seems like it's the closest, more interesting, but the closest to what we're going to be seeing in the future here. And it's the movie called Ex Machina. It's a movie about a prototype humanoid robot that's being developed um, by the essentially like, uh, what do you call him? Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg guy. He's this billionaire genius. In the movie, they have him developing the search engine Blue Book, which is a synonym for Google. And basically, his website, Google, in the movie called Blue Book, it looks up 
every piece of information everyone ever searches, all their face recognition, basically what Google and Facebook and things are doing right now and taking in all this data and it compiles it all into this prototype brain that he has to develop over and over and over again to take not only all the knowledge that you need to be a person, but all the data that all humanity is taking together. And to me, that seems like the most accurate way that we're going to develop a humanoid robot is not to try to say, what makes a human? And you put in a little bit of salt, sugar, spice, and everything nice. Never going to work that way. You're going to need a lot more information than that. And if you can take all the data of every single human being, a company like Google could do, uh, you'd be able to develop a lot more accurate of a human being. This movie is about uh, a lucky person who works for the company Blue Book. He's a programmer. He's a genius, he thinks. And he just wins the sweepstakes where he goes in and he gets flat out to this desolate place where he's in the woods all by himself with this billionaire who surprises him by saying, I'm here, you're here rather, to test out a robot I have. And it's the Turing test. It's can you tell that she is a human being or a robot? But the trick of the movie is I'm going to show you her. So you can see that she is a robot, but will you still think she's a human even though you can see her? And as the movie starts out, you see her and she has a humanoid body, a human-like face, but it shows her circuitry and it shows her robot body. So he can see clearly she's not a human woman, but there is the rub, right? Can I trick you into believing that she's still a human even though you can see she's clearly a robot? And you think at first, like, okay, there's no way. He's going to test it out for a little bit. And he knows she's a robot. So after, you know, the first day, he'll say, nice try. She's very convincing, but she's obviously a robot. I can see the fucking circuits in her head. But he watched the movie. It gets a little more interesting than that. And uh, it becomes harder and harder to tell. The the line gets really blurry between what it is to be human and what it is to be emotional in a person. And without spoiling it at all, uh, in the end, not only does it be interesting that he can't tell the difference at some point in his own mind, or maybe he does know the difference, it starts to get ideas in your head of how artificial intelligence could act when they do get that intelligent. It's not that she wants to, you know, destroy all humans or try to become a perfect robot slave for you. It's much more interesting than that. And that to me is my favorite movie about artificial intelligence because it seems to be not only the most interesting and provocative, but the closest to be to me, if you could create a humanoid being that was hyper intelligent and had those resources in its head, it would act the way that Ava does in that movie who she's got to be my favorite robot besides R2D2 is Ava because of the way that she Eva composes herself and eve and eva (laughs) right yeah (laughs) but uh the way that she 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 deals with it and um it's you you find out that she's yeah it's the second level thinking it's that even though you've you've had all these ideas in her when you have them think for themselves it's second level thinking where she's thinking beyond like this is what you think i think i want you to think this so that i can think this later it's multi-level thinking and that's the kind of AI that I think is going to happen in the future. And that's what you have to watch out for, because it's not the fact that she is so like can do math better than you or that she's stronger than you. It's the fact that she's playing you on the level that you're playing at. So you're talking to somebody and you, even though you can see the circuits, you become so convinced that they understand things that they, they're, they're 10 steps beyond you. Even if you shackle them to a wall, they'll be able to talk your way out of it. And I think that if a robot 
starts to understand the full scope of humanity's emotions and how to play humans. I mean, you have, you know, preachers and psychics and psychologists that can do this to people and they're just humans. What if you give that ability to synthetic life forms, plus you give them computing ability that's 10,000 times faster than a human per second? There's no way they wouldn't be able to trick you. They don't have to be faster than you. They could just sit there and they could talk you into something. And you'd be like, you can't trick me, you robot. Watch me. <laughs> yeah. You you saying you can't trick me is part of what they want to they, they go, then you tell me you can't trick me. And then I tell you this. And then yeah, it's the whole thing. I, I think it's 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 realizing the difference between like actual intelligence of how it works. Intelligence isn't just I can do better math problems than you or come up with a better idea. It's that understanding steps ahead that human brains aren't capable of because we're just not evolved for it. And that's my two cents on uh, ex machina. Sorry, I went on so long. No, no, it's, it's honorable. And, and is the guy, so they go out to like this desert and he's doing like, a it's, it's a woods. It's in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Is yeah. It's like in the a, middle of yoga, yoga thing. This contemporary glass, like house thing. No, you're thinking of the, uh, the black mirror episode where Eric Foreman is in it. <laughs> It's so glad That's I know exact, you, Joe, because you know exactly thing. what I'm talking about. I was like, I've seen this movie, just yeah, yeah. Black Mirror. Yeah. Have you not it's seen Ex Machina? So, I don't want to. No, I'm glad I, I spoil it. I, I didn't spoil it. anything. I just told you, as interesting as it gets, it's very interesting. I gotta, I gotta watch it with All you. Right. It's, I might. I don't know. I might watch it tonight. I don't know. I, I gotta see it. Yeah. I know. You know you can watch told, it. Everyone's told me to watch it, and yeah. all I gotta, all I gotta say is I gotta watch it. But also, you made me think of of a such an honorable mention is the two things the original westworld the movie from the 70s holy shit you need it we need west to- westworld yeah westworld the, the original movie. movie and the hbo series are both great and uh, the robots, hbo series so. are both mind-blowingly phenomenal and great like said, great you can't tell that these these women they're programmed to be sort of subservient you can have sex with them and people mm-hmm. go there to go have this West experience and yeah. kill them. And, and, and the kill them killers, and the killer men who, who give up and yeah. shit like that. And then um, all these other things and there's no repercussions and you get back on the train and go back. And then the, then the show came out with um, that girl who's amazing. What's her name? Uh, Wood. I have Rachel Wood. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I don't remember the actress's name. And, um, and it's just, uh, the show is amazing. The movie I think is better than the show because um, it's from the 70s and just so good but the show is is a it is, it is good but the part. show does so much more with the concept because they have so much more time to spend three up three seasons dude um yeah so, the first season is the best though that they get kind no of no question uh, season two fell off season they three run out of shit off. um season yeah. three is like let's just do it like blade runner it's like why though that's not exactly yeah well they turn then it all of a sudden it's in new york city or something and i'm like oh come on yeah it, um, the, the first season is phenomenal though it could have ended right there and i still first season it. is like the movie almost almost exactly identical plot to the movie just drawn out over like six or seven episodes yeah um, yeah they just draw it out but, more yeah yeah that's just a perfect example of that like and then then the whole point is that comes to a point where they start to realize that they have consciousness and they can break out of this world Right. They don't have to live like this. They don't have to keep dying and being brought back to life in this like crazy cycle of people have of gross white dudes coming and having sex with them, killing them, you know, in a shootout and like this whole thing. It's it's a wild, wild movie. But yeah, this is robots. Wild, guys. wild west. And this is this is you know a lot of these movies, like we said, um, you know, uh, Isaac Asimov stuff all took place right around now. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors. Be Hockey, 
Why be sad when you can be happy? Um, Conclusion-wise, Joe, I, I I hate it, but I know this is reality. You hate it. So that's interesting. Let's do final thoughts right now because I think we disagree on this shit. Yeah. I am. I am. Fully looking forward to the future of robotics. And I'm not, even though I know the existential idea of being afraid of robots taking over for us, I'm not as afraid. I mean, I know that it's easy for me to say because I'm living in the age of like robotic infancy, where I'm not going to be living in the time where robots are so ubiquitous and so difficult to discern from humans or difficult to separate from society when robots are part of our internet or infrastructure, we're going to have robots run everything. Humans are inefficient and are stupid. So what we do is we do human stuff. And as we have robots taking over air traffic control, traffic patterns, um, developing new ideas, engineering, they're going to start to take over all the jobs that need high, high functioning mental functions. And they're going to do great at it. They're going to develop the new rockets. They're going to be our new astronauts. They're going to do all these things that humans are incapable of. And their jobs will be to make us comfy as fuck, wealthy, and prosperous, which is what we want them to do, which is why you build a tractor instead of having oxen live on your farm. It's, it's the same concept, adding to technology. I am not afraid of that concept for me, because lucky for me, I'm, I'm going to die before it gets so ubiquitous that it's going to be you know inseparable. But technology is exponential. It's going to grow fast. And... If I have to worry about the apocalypse that comes to the, to the earth, I'm I'm more on board with the the robots, our own creations as humans. It's almost like having a son that becomes so tough that when you, when you go in the boxing ring, he kicks the shit out of you, and then you go, "Good on you!" Like you, you don't want to lose to your son, but at some point you're like, you know what? I'm glad that I made you and I raised you. Like look at what you've done. And I think that can be the robot's legacy in humanity when they become infinitely smarter and more capable than us that I, I don't want us to ever go extinct. And I hope we get to work alongside them to expand into the stars and keep prospering and keep living forever. And I hope that they are contained in a way that they want to do that with us, where they just help us and do the things we want to do. But at some point, if they gain it's not just sentience where they have to be like Westworld where they get beaten in submission and they feel like I've been wronged and they find a gun, and they shoot you. It'll be the fact that they'll be so infinitely smarter than us that it'll, it will, it will be like us taking care of a hamster and we'll be like, Oh, I don't want you to die. Like just because the hamster isn't you, you don't want to kill it. You don't want to strangle its death and, and kill it and squeeze it off. If you can imbue in them the idea that life is precious and their inherent like value and in, in life and the beauty in it that we have, then I think that there's, there's, a chance that artificial intelligence and robots will keep us around for the future, but they will well surpass us. And if we have to all die out and give way to, uh, if you want to call it a species, a life form that's completely synthetic that we made that will make itself. I mean, robots will make better robots than us. The very first day we have a robot that can learn to make robots with its own mind and not just do what we say, it will make a better robot than we do. And that robot will make a better robot. And then it'll be, it. it'll be like a cascade effect. It'll be over. Like within a year, every robot made will be better than everything we ever thought of because it's just, you don't have the computing power and biology doesn't work that way. So 
I, I am not afraid of it uh, in the sense that, like I said, the Terminator is going to come with the guns and shoot you, or the robots are going to get angry and they're going to say, stop hitting your toaster. I'm going to cut your head off, you fucking human. Those are taking human and animalistic ideas and putting them into machines and saying they're going to feel wronged and vindictive. I don't think they are. They're, they're, they're going to be machines and either they're going to have machine learning to have their ideas or they're going to be, if machines do become violent and vindictive, it's because they have too many humanistic traits we put into them and we've taught them how to be crazy, angry apes like we are. And if they do kill all humans, it won't be because they're fucking mad and disgusted with us and they hate how we treated the earth and they're so sickened by us. It'll be because we become obsolete and they will live on. Um, everything is a give and take. We know this about life. I strive for the human experience. I do not discord, dis, dis, discard, discard, or disregard, disregard, and discard, and disassociate with the human experience. I think that that's why we are here on this planet is to feel the human things. And I think that the more robots take into place it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get richer it could just mean more poverty because people don't have a way to make a living unless you get involved with robots like that one movie um uh i think the the guy is he a human being dies getting trapped in a it might be i don't know anyways it's a movie um well for example mass farming um obviously it isn't you know, lower poverty on a person-to-person level, but more people have been fed in the past 100 years and poverty has decreased and mass starvation has decreased by, I don't know, is it 500% in the last 100 years? It's insane how much technology has changed the world. I mean, people are going to keep fucking and having kids and there's going to always be poor people because you keep fucking, but the more you can have technology take care of everything for you, you can buy a million oxen. It'll never do the job of one tractor, which can feed a thousand people. Yeah, so I want to interrupt you again. I think that it's really stupid to fight this, Um, but I just, um, I just, I just am am nervous about the whole thing, and I don't want. However, however, I am one hundred percent pro fully autonomous cars. I think people shouldn't be driving cars. Autonomous airplanes, space shuttles, you fucking name it. I think that boats, especially boats, taxi cabs. Uh, you, anything that has wheels or uh, or travel or uh, anything transportation related uh, needs to be autonomous because you know uh, you know you said Doug is, was a controller in, in college and trained for that you know the complexity that the, those guys are hour on hour off hour on hour off because your brains can't handle that yeah. level of stress so, too many variables for the human brain to be you know regularly. Mm-hmm computing every time it's not what brains are meant for it's crazy so i believe in autonomy as far as almost everything goes but as far as like humanoid robots go i am i'm very pro robot and if there's one right here with me right now i know myself too much that i become best friends with it immediately and we'd have a great time it'd be cool like i'm down with that but i don't necessarily like i I know that like because it's it's almost like tiktok for me like I, i i fight it but i know that i can't stop looking at it like, that's going to be me and the robot. We'll be best friends. It'll be really cool. And all of a sudden, I have no friends. I have no pets. I have no fucking anything. Because it's just me and him, man. Like, we're just bros. It's all good. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that's 
that's that. Um, I, I'm nervous. I'm also pro robot rights. I am pro robot law. And I know that people will take advantage. Do you think that robosexuals should be able to be married? That's a great question. There was a whole podcast by Things You Should Know podcast, and they were talking about should robots, should people be able to marry robots? I think it's inevitable that it will happen. I think that that, that is the issue of our generation, I think. People I think that robots. it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that it's going to be our, I, I, I guessed it. I can, you can ask people, I told you, I said, put me down right now that the same way that old people that are crotchety and angry are mad because gay people are getting married. Our generation is going to be mad because people are going to be marrying robots, yeah. not like just fucking robots. Like, okay, it's that's fine. Like that's going to happen. That's already happening, yeah. but it's going to happen to the point where like, they're going to be in a relationship with them and they're going to say, I love this robot. I'm going to marry them. And they're going to be, have a wedding with the robot, the whole thing. You know what I mean? And then we're going to be old people being like, this is fucking bullshit. Real marriage is this and that. That's my guess because every generation yeah. has their crotchety old thing. It's so nice for, even now we're almost 30. We're like, oh, we're so progressive. We have all these ideas. There's going to be a thing when we're old people, we say, that's too far. That's what happens with generations. And it's so fucking, you know, naive to think we're going to have a thing. Where we're like, no, no, no. We're always going to keep changing our minds. We're going to be so, we're going to have the same ideas as 18 year old kids. And we're going to be so progressive. No, we're not. We're going to get to a point where we're going to say, this is fucked up. We don't like it. It's wrong. And my right. guess is robot marriage. Maybe it's beyond that. I don't know. That's why some my guess. I'm putting it on the board right now. Now we have it in perpetuity. I recorded it. That's my guess. Yeah. No, you're completely right. I mean, our, our challenge as far as socially goes, again, I'm not going to give a fuck because it's just whatever. I can marry a human and be do my thing. But people will definitely be marrying robots. It's yeah. no question. I mean, people, I mean, people are going to marry them too early, we're going to say. Videos that we've all seen. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, having sex with a robot is is pretty realistic. But I think even right now, it's going to look like the difference between the Tin Man a statue with a fucking dildo off it and actually fucking something that looks like a person and acts like a, like Westworld. It's going it's to be like Westworld, and you're going to say, well... It already looks like Westworld, except not quite. No, it doesn't. Watch the most recent one. It's pretty close. No, 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 but that, that, that's a five-minute whatever, whatever it is. I haven't seen it, but it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's a short watch example of like... Most look, recent woman's... It's a short example of like, look at this, whatever. I'm talking about like 24-hour span living with something that acts and looks like a person. We're pretty far away from that, but they're yeah, going to no, come a day... A there's going to come a day where they're going to say, well, you know, I, I, for example, like, oh, I live with her. Like, she's like, she's my girlfriend. Like, yeah, she is synthetic. She's not organic, but like, I love her and this, that, and the other thing. And she makes her own decisions. I don't like, I'm not forcing her into this kind of thing. And then people are going to be like, if you can't draw blood from her, she ain't fucking person. So you can't fucking get married. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm taking the Southern accent on that one. It's kind of it fucking stereotypical, yeah. but, yep. but that's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be like, she or he is not a real person. Like, I don't you know, care if you can change, so you can't, you can change your sexuality, you can change your gender, but you can't marry a metal person. And that's that. That's going to be our issue. I think. Here's the thing is it's so hard for people. Like our brains are not built for robots. It's not a thing we're built for. So like, for example, exactly, you remember yeah. the paperclip little piece of shit asshole in 2000 that showed up on your desktop you could have? Clippy. Yes. Um, I felt bad about hurting him, like making him go away <laughs> or whatever it is. So... I, I still would. I'd still be like, hey, Lippy, you got to go away now. I got to go on a meeting. And he'd be like, oh, okay, bye. I'd be like, oh, fuck. I fucking pissed him off. Like, you, know, <laughs> well, you like, have empathy. 
our well, our empathetic part of our frontal cortex or wherever the fuck that's located somewhere around here. It's exactly is, where it is. Is strong. High level thinking. Yeah. So you have a robot that responds emotionally to something you did to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be. It's. It's. I don't think it's fair for our brains because we. It's unless you're logical about it and go. All right, I have to put it down because it is. You know. Well, why would you put it down then? Because if you could create it's not obeying the three laws and I have to just let it down and it's going to be bad, I'd cry. Well, that's, that's the transition point, right? What if, what if, if, it, if humans don't obey the three laws all the time? You, you put them in prison or yeah, you do whatever humans, for it. And that's the human experience. We all fuck up. Constantly. And there it is. They, if you could make a synthetic life form that it was, for all intents and purposes, identical to us and you couldn't tell the difference between us and them, unless you cut their body open and inspected their organs, which you never do for people. No one ever gets arrested and go, let me cut this fucking asshole open and see if he's a person or not. They always go, that's a human. You'd treat as a human. To that point, if we can create something that is that like us, what what is the point where you say that, but you don't count because you're not actually, you didn't have someone jizz in an egg and become a person. So you're not a person. Identical otherwise. What, why, why don't they count? Because they they aren't uh, they don't they don't have blood in them. It has this this life form on it? Is it intelligent life or not? Like it's just because not bio. It's just all messed up, and our brains just aren't are not built for this. It just we're not. It's not possible. It's interesting. Like, it's interesting ideas. It. I I think that just um, go, hey, this is a robot. You can you can cut its head off. It's fine. You know, well, that's what I mean. Like the idea of like having uh-huh. sex with robots now. It's clearly like it's a synthetic. Like it's a robot. Like it can't even think or talk or anything. Like mm-hmm. you, 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 whatever. I don't care what expo they put up in the next ten years of like look at this. It's a sex robot. It, it's because you know that sex is always the first thing in technology. Like porn and space are like the first ones that come up. <laughs> with shit. Yeah, like they're on the forefront because they're trying to get people. To, but they're gonna they're gonna show you a video of some like robot having sex and be like, look at that, pretty close, right? It's like not even close. It's gonna be not close forever because it's not gonna do all the things that people do for a while. But once it does, it's gonna be hard to tell the difference. And it, I don't think it should just be about differentiating whether or not it has like organic matter or not. It, it should be if we create beings that are as sentient as us and have they can feel the same emotions and and make the same decisions. That's going to come a time where we're going to have to make a decision as a species and say, should we say they're lesser than because they're different? Because much like babies, they won't have chosen to be born. If they build themselves, you know, which I think they're going to do and take us over, that's different. But if you create a robot that's for all intents and purposes, a human, and they're not a human, should they have less rights because they are human to them. They didn't decide to be born and they have the same cognitive functions than us. It's kind of fucked up to be like, well, I know you're, uh, but yeah, you're not really a person though. I mean, you're a fucking robot. So like, obviously you shouldn't deserve to get what we get. Cause like you're lesser than so complicated. And like, it's hard enough with like just the humans that are born on this planet. And then you add another layer of like another species in there. Yeah. And, and, that, that's and, the first example, honestly, right? Honestly, it'd be easier. We can't even treat humans that well. Aliens fly into here that are made of biologically similar things because we know the universe is made of the same stuff come down you go hey this is not you know like they're different they're clearly different they're not from here they look different but they're they're of of like the same ingredients that we are whereas this is a metal thing with like fake skin on it Um, robots we'd make them look like us 
they would look exactly yeah i mean i'm talking about like they would look indistinguishable oh sorry my internet's fucking up again you're good uh, it says red so just give it a second but you look good you look good no you're good it's back it's coming yellow it should be white in a second so so with aliens but like it's just this is a man-made robot that is likely sold and operated by a corporation that's the difference well i don't i don't know if operated by is the is the difference how does it get updates how does it get updates well, I think that you're thinking of way earlier on, man. I think that you're thinking of that thing. Like your iPhone Has gets updates, updates, but you're, I don't know, maybe, maybe so, maybe so. Uh, I, it's going to, it's two different Maybe things, not, though. maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't if know. If you have, if you have beings that are completely sentient and self, um, and they can make their own decisions and they can even make a choice Brandon. to get, to get married or meet somebody, Dom, close. <laughs> Shout um, out to Dom Morrow, one of our podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll be back yeah. on soon. Yep. So <laughs> if they can get, if they can make their own decisions and act, you know, independently of being a person, they wouldn't be getting plugged in and getting iPhone updates. You see, that would, that would be an early version of it, which is what I think we're going to be close to in the next 10 years is what you're saying. But the ones I'm talking about are going to be indistinguishable from people. It won't, they won't be getting updates. It, if, if that's the case, then they won't even have rights at all. They'll be basically a glorified mm. um, cyborg or, you know, Android kind of, Android rather. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're if your wife is getting updates and Apple is changing her brain, then you won't get married to her. It won't be it'll be easy to say, "Oh, you're not a person because you get Apple updates." But if they can exist independently, then it'll be hard to distinguish whether or not they deserve to be treated as people because they won't be people in the version that we define people now. They won't be people. They will be yeah. synthetic life forms. So we can easily say you're not fucking real. We can cut you to pieces and treat you as a piece of shit, which we obviously do now for other races of human beings. So how the fuck are we going to treat machines? I'm just saying that our track record's pretty shitty on treating people who seem like us, and they are people. So when synthetic life forms come around, I can't imagine we're going to treat them any better, which is a bad fucking sign. Yeah, so it's just going to be don't want the robo apocalypse to happen. Raped. Rape mixed with with like physical abuse to this to the to the um thing that's just what's gonna happen that's why it's i'm gonna scared be well but, uh, yeah we're, we're hoping we're hoping it doesn't it, it, it kind of that's gets definitely gonna be a percentage of it that's this is gonna happen but on that note um i hope that uh everybody goes if you do want a personal robot to greet you when you get home for 500 bucks you can buy something called vector and vector is this cute little guy that goes along your like countertops and walks around and has emotions go i mean we could even pull up the video of vector at one point his name is Vector. He's a really cool, Joe. Check him out. I would get Vector, no question. You could also just what, get a cat. What, what, what is he hooked up to then? What, what, how does he act? Nothing. He kind of looks like a tractor, but he has different... Um, he has like an LCD screen on his face and he has different emotions. He's really, really cute. Um, and he... Uh, like, imagine Tomagotchi mixed with like a modern day robot. He like does things and opens stuff. Feed him. Give him things. You can... It's yeah, a little bit like that. He does, except he's more realistic. Like he doesn't like you don't feed him. He just like does his thing. But he goes like, kind of like well, you when you come home from work, he meet, he greets you at the door. Like he just knows. And you go, oh hey Vector, like what's going on? It's pretty cool. I kind of want one. He's five hundred bucks though. Oh, in five years it'll be even cooler. Yeah, you yeah, probably have sex with him in five years. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. (laughs) 
just saying. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even making jokes. <laughs> just probably. No, it's true. I don't know where else it's gonna go. <laughs> it's always gonna go there first, then it goes out from there. It's true. It's with um, silicone molds of humans. Whatever, whatever <laughs> looks, you know, any port in a storm, as they say. Any port in the storm. That's right. That's that is that is a really funny saying. I have to cut out this whole last part. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> nothing funny. to do with robot clips. But that's funny. So. I mean, anyway, no, anyway so, so that that's what we think about uh, robots, folks. I mean, I definitely encourage people to watch some of those movies we saw. They're awesome examples of them. Super fun movies like Robots and Wally are really cool examples of how to use robots in a movie and put it as part of the plot and story, make it awesome. And movies like iRobot, Ex Machina, and Moon are really cool examples of how AI and robots are going to affect us in our future, I think. The super interesting stuff. I agree. I agree completely. And again, yeah, these movies are top notch. They are highly rated. We didn't mention one shitty movie. Um, Not one. Yeah, coming from movie snobs, fucking great. Um, make sure you buy Be Hoppy on the way out. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for our special guests. And we're going to talk about some crazy shit. Be Hoppy, Joe, tap your mic. Let's see it. When you're feeling thirsty and need a little bit of a kick, New England's best. A little taste of Worcester. It's Be Hoppy. We'll see you next week. That's the Dylan and Jill Basement Podcast Reboot System. Brought to you by your favorite robots from 2021 through 2080 something when we pass <laughs> probably it's a basement podcast <laughs> signing off i am the modern man yeah and, and, and did, did r2d2 have anything to do with vietnam no i'm dead serious <laughs> i didn't mean to be funny Well, he he did he did help in the uh, the evacuation of Saigon. I thought so. That's insane. No, he he was at the Hanoi Hotel. Get the fuck out of here. Called Dick, and it it goes calling Brian. I'm like, no, I said call Dick. What the fuck? I get so mad at it. You ever think this contemporary glass like house thing? No, you're thinking of the uh, the Black Mirror episode where Eric Foreman is in it. I'm so glad I know you, Joe, because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was like, I've seen this movie. Yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah. I know that because like, it's it's almost like TikTok for me. Like I, I, I fight it, but I know that I can't stop looking at it. Like that's gonna be me in the robot. We'll be best friends. We're really cool. And all of a sudden, I have no friends. I have no pets. I have no fucking anything. Conclusion-wise, Joe, I, I I hate it. Oh, in five years it'll be even cooler. Yeah, you yeah, probably have sex with it in five years. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. <laughs>